My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it's the WNR 247. It's WWE Clash of Champions. Dan, are you excited for tonight's event? I'm excited. There's a few good matches on the lineup. You know, of course, the best is in tonight, Randy Orton as well, so we've always got that to look forward to. I tell you what, if Randy Orton walks away as WWE Champion, you will just be unbearable. But Aren't I anyway? Yeah, well, some might say, but before we do anything, let's do the Orton intro. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know. And they'll say, why? He wouldn't even harm a fly. And that's from Norman Bates in Psycho 1960. But we do prediction leagues here, Dan. Do you want to explain the prediction leagues for everybody? Yes, we have three predictions league. We have WWE pay-per-views. We have NXT pay-per-views. And we have a bonus prediction league. And I'm not even going to go into the scores because you're a dickhead. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to mention NXT a 4-4 at the moment. All bonus points, 28-23 for me. Or even pay-per-views, 8-4. I'm not that guy, all right? But anyway, let's start. What better way to kick off then? We've kick-off. And it's the Cruiserweight title alliance. Drew Gulak going to defend against Humberto Carrillo and... Linsterado. So we've seen what happened on 205 Live with um, Carrillo getting an opportunity, but Dorado beating Carrillo and entered into a triple threat match. Yes, Drew Gulak come out of the blocks quickly, drop kicking Humberto and then turn his attention to Dorado. So prediction-wise in this one, Dan, it probably really heats up. Who have you gone for in this match? Find it. I have gone for And still Cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak. Yeah, I too have gone Drew Gulak in this one and look at Carrillo and Dorado what they can do beautiful spinning attack there and Carrillo taking out Gulak out the ring but I've enjoyed Gulak's cruiserweight title run he's kind of don't know if he's brought legitimacy to it but he's a lot stronger than Tony Nese was was Tony Nese a complete failure as cruiserweight champion um he wasn't the the best cruiserweight champion I mean you know I, I can think of worse off the top of my head uh Enzo <laughs> yeah to be fair yeah. but you know, it, it wasn't a great successful run, but he had a chance and, you know, they're just trying to see what works with him, basically. Right, out. And we've seen two guys who have not had an opportunity before in Dorado and Carrillo. And Dorado just jumped off the barricade. A lovely Hurricane Rana there from the barricade. And he's taken out the Cruiserweight champ and he throws Carrillo back in. And Dorado take, trying to take advantage. Well, it's certainly a champion's disadvantage here. You know, he can not get pinned and lose the title. Without Dak defending the Cruiserweight title before, but this time, because it's under the NXT umbrella, as it was now, we get the kind of uh, 
lights down, the spotlights on, and Carrillo showing his athleticism. Carrillo does one of your favourite moves, or one of his moves. Now, boing, flip, crossbody, flippy thing. Yeah, I mean, if we see that tonight, we're definitely going to have a new champion here, I'll tell you that. But it's going to be difficult, like you said, with the extra man here with a triple threat. But we always bring hope to pay-per-views. And it, it, it does it feel like a long one, doesn't it? You know, SummerSlam. It feels like an age ago. I know we've had uh, NXT UK pay-per-view since then, which was off the fucking charts. Absolutely yeah. brilliant pay-per-view. Well, I don't think it's going to... Night Champions will... Uh, sorry, Clash of Champions will live up to it. I always get confused because we had Night of Champions for a little bit. Clash of Champions more WSW and Ali Bullet back. I think Clash is better than Night well, you know, I don't think the name of the pay-per-view really changes the content of the pay-per-view, so they can call it whatever the fuck they want, to be honest. Yeah, and um, it's WWE, hashtag WWE Clash, not uh, WWE Cock tonight, just in case you're using the hashtag, as Gulak has grounded Carrillo now. I think Dorado's out on the, on the mats, recovering, recuperating, getting himself ready to look for his next spot, I presume. And the thing is, as well as Gulak, such a ring general... Well, that's for Dorado. So, Gulak seems quite, um, you know, in the favour of Gulak. We've both gone for him. Is there any reason why, or do you just think he's had a successful run thus far with the Cruiserweight Championship? I, I think it's, it's been a good run, but I, I, no offence to Carrillo Dorado. I just can't see Evil and Men just ready yet. I think when you look at the 205 Live roster, I don't think there's that many people at the moment who can really challenge and... You know, actually have like a kind of competitive field. We've seen Gulak versus Lorcan. We love Lorcan, but I think with Gulak, he might need uh, a couple of new challenges. And I think 205 Live has been affected as well because of the kind of, you know, you look at the people that have left as well recently and they've not really kind of brought any new ones in. It's kind of the same guy. I mean, I know Carrillo might be classed as new, but we've seen them before, haven't we, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And I don't think there's any big names, you know, any people that you're like oh yeah you know like you know we had neville for a little while and as much as it pains me even enzo amore yeah. i mean you know he was a big name despite his crap talent and just fucking general hateability but you know he was someone that brought eyes to the product well, i think 205 live has been left out to dry you know i know luke house party have featured and raw but with gulak he's someone that could do wonders i think you know as, as champion if given the, the right spotlight and I don't think the crew's right even you know it's on kickoff again the, we, we even we've stopped kind of watching 205 like on a week in week out because it's just kind of not being featured there's no doubt the you know everybody can go in that division but when there's no story to it it's just kind of you can see that kind of wrestling anywhere now you know absolutely yeah does it need some bigger names some drawing power I think it does I think it needs to, 205 Live's been around for what nearly two years now it's not had its own kind of standalone event or a pay-per-view and when you consider like NXT UK have had, have had two now and obviously with the takeover events and even stuff like Evolution last year a Cruiserweight only pay-per-view would have seemed exciting a year ago now it just sounds you well, like, I don't think well, they've don't got the depth no. really because you know they're just rehashing stories and it's you know it's, it's just getting well, I think so but like I said the action is incredible Absolutely, yeah. Drew Gulak had uh, Dorado up on his shoulders and Carrillo just come flying over the top rope, taking them both out. Uh, definitely get the fans on their feet in this one. If the uh, performers aren't on their feet at the moment. Exactly. You're <laughs> all three men down. Carrillo, beautifully there. If you see the replay, didn't touch top rope. 
And can he take advantage of this young man? Alberto Del Rio's son is looking for first championship opportunity. I think if we start that rumour now, I think that will gain some traction. Do you know what I mean? People will say. Indeed. Well, he, he is the love child of Paige and Del Rio. <laughs> yeah. Is that a bit too far? It might be a bit too, might be a bit too soon. Paige's mum, maybe. like. <coughs> but Carrillo there looking to have Dorado down. Gulak managing to stop it. Gulak bouncing uh, Carrillo's head off the top turnbuckle. Going to place him upstairs. Going to try and do something a bit drastic to retain his title. A look for Superplex, but Carrillo fighting back now. Oh, Gulak's in the drop zone. Oh, we might see it. Here comes Carrillo. No. Wow, looking for a, a moonsault there, but Gulak had his feet up. Carrillo lands on his feet. Got, got an inverted. A sharp. Figure four, sharpshooter. Sharpshooter type of thing. And Gulak might tap, but Dorado now. <laughs> well, he's got his own submission locked in. Uh, Gulak's going to try and take over. Uses uh, Dorado as a battering ram to take out Carrillo. Goes for the cover, but only a two count. Two. Well, Dorado looked like a jab there. Yes, and Carrillo, the javelin catcher. <laughs> Classic J, uh, JR line there. And now Gulak's going to slam Dorado. No, Dorado managing to roll Gulak up. No, but Carrillo stealing the prize, rolling up Dorado. Oh, and a couple of twos there. Two, two. two. Gulak again trying to roll up Carrillo, but Dorado in to stop it. The action's been thick and fast. Oh, well, each man taking the other out and ends up with Drew Gulak clotheslining Carrillo out. Really nice stuff there for three guys. There's no doubt, given time, you know, the, the people in 205 Live can deliver. But it's like the forgotten stepchild at the moment, isn't it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It it was good for a while, and then it's kind of just slowly declining. Do you think it should be made part of like either NXT or one of the other brands? Yeah, I think it needs it now. I think it just needs to bleed into it and just become a title defended on that show. I don't think 205 Live, uh, you're going to miss that much. You know, People may be like, um, Mike Kellelis might not get a match, but that's not a bad thing, is it? You know, That's a good thing. <laughs> well, do you think... Uh, Seeing as though the episode number, do you think the 24-7 title will be defended oh, here tonight on well, episode 24-7? I didn't even figure that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you never know. Champions, all champions are meant to be defended. Will we see our truth somewhere in the back? And Dorado running towards Gulak. Oh, he gets flipped over, takes out Carrillo with a drop kick. Super kicks Gulak down, and now he's up top meeting Humberto. And these two men all the way up. That's fucking brilliant. Hurricane Runner off the top. Now he's going to put uh, Humberto in the drop zone. He's going to look for the shooting star. Oh. Well, Carrillo moved out of the way. Springboard kick. Just need to take a breath sometimes, didn't they? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Carrillo. And now Carrillo's going up. Here we go. Boing, flip. Lands it. It's over. No. Gulak in. Throws Humberto into the ring post. Roll up on Dorado. Two, three. Wow. And what an old, what a old-fashioned way of winning there with a gut wrench into the pin. I'm not sure about that <laughs> final sequence. The rest of the match was good, on point, non-stop action. But that end, it kind of slightly ruined it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit weird Gulak retains. But I think uh, a good way to start the show and actually quite entertaining there. Uh, and we'll hopefully the rest of the show can live up to the action that we've just seen and walks out as still your cruiserweight champion it means we get our first points of the night as well so one all and like i said 12 matches and the kickoff panel of course booker t 
coach Charlie Crusoe and David Utunga. But more shockingly, our next match is for the United States Championship. It's AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. Now, Dan, it's quite an obvious question. Does AJ? Why is AJ on pre-show, or should he be on there? I mean, um, well, shouldn't the question be? Why is AJ on the pre-show, yet Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman get two matches on the main card? <laughs> is that how much better Rollins is compared to uh, AJ Styles? I mean, is it a fall from grace, or is it just because he's so reliable, they can treat him like this in that way? Well, I, I, I don't know. I think it's an injustice, personally. But, you know, even Cedric Alexander, I mean, he was on 205 Live, couldn't get off the kickoff show, and now he's joined the main roster, and can't get off the kickoff show yeah and <laughs> that is true AJ Styles coming out here with the OC as well Carl Anson Luke Gallows former Raw Tag Team Champions and this is a match that could have been a pay-per-view and like I said there's a big moment for Cedric Alexander even we're not getting it um, prediction wise it's me to go first I have gone for in this match where oh, let me just find it it's AJ Styles but it's somewhere there you go Styles, AJ. Both gone AJ Styles in this one. Why? Why have you gone AJ Styles for? (sighs) Isn't obvious. (laughs) um, It is now it's on the kickoff. Especially with the OC in his corner as well. You know, Cedric Alexander, he was the heart and soul of 205 Live. But, you know, I I just don't think one-on-one, maybe he would be able to beat AJ Styles because it seems that there are quite a few people that can beat Styles. With the OC in his corner, I'm not quite sure. I think Cedric needs a couple of friends in his back pocket. Yeah. And what's even weirder as well is Alexander just got fantastic reception because he's in his even hometown or nearby. His, his family are ringside, and yet he's not getting on the, the actual pay per view. And if any two men can deliver a great match, it's going to be AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. Absolutely. But we saw it with Daniel Bryan. You know, he was on kickoff a uh, couple of pay per views ago, and now where is he? You know, like. This is the kind of thing that we're seeing, so maybe it's not all about being on the show. What we thought of AJ Styles' United States title reign? Um, again, you know, it's it's a reliable person to have a title on. You know he's going to deliver very good matches, above par matches. So, yeah, why not? I oh! Mean, you know, and Wait a minute, AJ went running into Cedric, hitting with a Tanoku driver. And Alexander nearly getting a shock victory before the OC can get involved. And AJ doesn't know what's hit him, and here comes Cedric. And Alexander comes flying over the top rope, takes out Styles. Well, he's definitely brought it here tonight. Will it be the age of Alexander? There he comes. And that was beautiful. A handspring into the insecurity, but only a two. Two. And Cedric just so quick, one of the most kind of underrated guys. We talked about what 205 Live is missing. And it is someone like Cedric, who I think is grown on the main roster. Unbiased Cedric or Murphy. What, right at this moment, I'd probably pick Cedric. Yeah. Yeah, just because of even the storyline. We're about an underdog who, you know, can come good. Oh, wow. Cedric Alexander looking to springboard in, but Styles, on top of his game, sweeps the legs out and just bounces Alexander off the top rope, who right. lands on the edge of the ring apron, and Styles is going to attack him now. Turns him inside out with a suplex on the edge of the ring. And Alexander selling is just absolutely on point. Well, Cedric is in serious trouble at the moment. And AJ, they're going to take advantage. And what's he going to do on the outside? Styles clash. Oh! And that could be it right on those mats. And how thin are those mats there? Those mats are just mere millimetres thick. And they're over pure concrete. Literally unforgiving. 
and Cedric is out, there's no doubt. Well, Alexander has had a pinfall victory over Styles, so I think, you know, he's just going to try and pay him back. Goes for the cover, but pulls Alexander's head up before we get free. But this is the thing as well, it's quite good. So, yeah, Cedric's proven that he can beat AJ. AJ kind of doesn't respect Cedric that much because AJ is this kind of top talent. And uh, to be kind of on the, the kickoff's a little bit of a surprise, but like I said, we need space to Seth Rollins, so. Absolutely, yes, and one match just isn't enough. AJ Styles over the inverted net breaker. On the plus side, we do have three women's matches. Yeah, so at least quarter of the matches here tonight are with women, and the matches that I'm also looking forward to as well. Like I said, the, the, the pay-per-view potential here tonight, and AJ now looking to end it with the calf crusher, but they caught Cedric. Like Cedric trying to avoid it. Rolls through, but Alexander's just a bit too close to the rope. Manages to get hold of the bottom one. Styles is forced to break. Of course, this is the hill as well, and I think it fits the character quite well, you know. It's it's nice to see. Absolutely. Can you see Finn Balor joining the OC? Uh, I think possibly. I think the, the possibilities are endless, what they could do with that, and uh, you know, building up towards like a, a proper Balor versus AJ feud as well. And uh, I think what else is Finn going to do? He's kind of lost in the kind of mid-card. I know AJ's United States <coughs> champion, but for me, he's not a mid-carder, is he? You know? Absolutely not, no. But I think with Finn, it's going to be something that we haven't seen of him in a heel turn. Mm. We wait so long for AJ and it's kind of bearing fruit now and it's the same with Finn Balor. Well, we had, you know, a hill turn when he was going against John Cena and that kind of went as quickly as it started, basically. And now we've got him back and, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. And there's, it's, AJ Styles is one of the most durable performers you can get. As I say, Mr. Reliable, everything he does is at least good. And Cedric with a back elbow, AJ Styles knocking him back. Alexander springboarding in, planting Styles face first into the mat. Goes for a cover. Oh, only a two count. Two. So do you think Styles is regretting his uh, earlier decision of not pinning Alexander when he had the chance? I think he is. I think Cedric's shown a lot more fight. Oh, but AJ there, that was lovely. Just a huge reverse inverted DDT. I mean, last week we were watching, or last episode, you know, watching stuff 20 years ago. This stuff seems much faster now. You know, it's, it's like it's on fast well, James, forward. we was watching a Sid Vicious <laughs> yeah, match. Know, but... And we was watching Hogan versus Sting oh. in that. Main event. And now we're watching Styles versus Alexander. And here comes AJ in. Was that a phenomenal one? Phenomenal forearm. Knocking Cedric silly. Now to the Styles clash. Hits it. Rolls him up. One, two, three. And statement made from Styles. Was Cedric squashed in that one there? You I would the say so, yes. I'll say uh, Alexander was squashed by Styles. But, you know, with someone the with the talent of AJ... There's no other way, and the OC wasn't even out here. Well, AJ didn't even need him, and now it's going to be a 3-1 beatdown. And that is uh, really strange about Cedric being sacrificed there, especially after building up some momentum, but maybe Styles is moving on to bigger and better things after this. And the OC just beating down Cedric. Styles, exclamation point on the victory. And uh, disappointment there, but like I said, not a bad match. I don't think these two can have a bad match, but it was over really, really quickly. And that is it for kickoff. So up next, we move on to the main show promo tonight. So it's basically the same WWE do every time now with the promo saying tonight, running through the matches, but not in a kind of stra- interesting way, just kind of samey. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but completely differently from the WWE pay per view we watched last time. It was. Uh, it's not just focused on one match. Yeah, maybe focused mainly on one man, Seth Rollins but not focused on one single match, and every match has its own story and has its own meaning and point to being on the card. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. 
Uh, we should say points after the, the, the pre-show. It is 2-all. We've both got point for ages. So it's 2-all now, leading into the first match of the main show. And it's Burn It Down. Seth Rollins coming out of Universal Champ. Going to defend tag team titles alongside Braun Strowman against, um, well, what can I say? A glorious team. I mean, I knew Bobby Roode would come good, and that's why I've always been such a huge fan of him. You know, I always thought he'd come through, and he has. Well, we'll see how these can go. I mean, look what happened to the last bloke you teamed with Dolph Ziggler. I mean, where is he now? <laughs> I mean, Dolph Ziggler has great choices in tag team partners. I've got to say that. Like, fair play to Ziggler. Uh, we should say, I mean, the build-up to this, Ziggler and Rude came out from nothing to actually become number one contenders to the tag team titles, beating, suppose, tag teams. I don't mind it. I'm a fan of Ziggler and Rude, even though this kind of needs to stop, this kind of thing. We just need to focus on the tag team division and build it. But will the tag team division tonight be glorious? Well, they are glorious show-offs. Who have you gone for? In this match. And still a boring tag team. Zigood. Yeah, boy. I've gone Ziggler and Rude as well. What are your reasons behind going for the, the new greatest tag team? Well, I think seeing as though they've got a match later on tonight for the <clears throat> Universal Championship, I think there's going to be some uh, sparks between Rollins and Strowman. And it's not going to be down to Ziggler and Rude being better than them. It's just going to be miscommunication about... Strowman and Rollins. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's it, Strollins. Strollins. We're gonna they're gonna see a little bit of a tension. Like I said, it's a first match of the card and probably main event here tonight as well. But it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I think we know our thoughts on on single wrestlers being paired together. <laughs> I know we got two tag teams <laughs> worth of them. It's almost like they heard me. We're like, I tell you what, let's do. It. What are your thoughts on these two tag teams? Um, <laughs> well. Ziggler and Rhodes, you know, they're two guys, they're floundering around, they're not really doing much here, why not stick them together? How long will they last together? I just have no idea. Roman, uh, Rollins and Strowman, on the other hand, I think, you know, there is, it is good, you know, sticking two people that are going to be going against each other as a tag team, I think that's quite a fun idea and, you know, it's, you always know there's going to be a bit of friction between the two of them. So they're kind of like reluctant tag team partners, to say to, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's an interesting story there. I don't think the universe title match has got me that excited, but it's interesting to see someone like Rude and Zig teaming up because even you know, not wearing the same outfits per se, but you know, matching color schemes now. So maybe this is going to be something that we look at. Saying that, though, they'll probably just drop the titles to fucking Yossi and Ron Raw or something like that. They really need to go with their tag team division. I think tag team wrestling is is a great kind of form of wrestling. And I don't think it is used right in WWE, you know, in that way. Anywho, let's see what they can do. And it's going to be Strowman in there with Bobby Roode. And, of course, you've got the powerhouse versus Braun. Who was Roode teaming up with before? Gable. Gable. So they've both, both of these guys have had more partners than Katie Price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be fair to say. I mean, Ziggler has been a... He's just been around, hasn't he? Jack Swagger and all that lot. He's been with everyone as well, yeah. yeah. Well, get these hard... I don't think Rude's going to stack up very well against Strowman. Oh, Bobby Rude won't be scared. He's pushed away there. Robert Rude. What do you think? Robert Rude or is it always going to be Bobby in your eyes? It'll be Bobby in my heart. Yeah, I mean, that time in NXT was magical. And everybody go back and listen to it. That's why NXT was the best year at that point. 
with Bobby Roode and what he can do. And that's why Paul Heyman's a fan. He's put him in this in this position because he knows he, he's good. Bobby Roode is a great tag team ref. We saw it with um, Beer Money Inc. as well, didn't we? Well, he did, yes, with uh, the Cowboy James Storm, who didn't have a successful run in WWE. No, but it was a good tag team, though, wasn't it? They were all great. Yeah, it would, have been, would, it, would they have been able to have them teamed up in WWE? They would have probably called them something like the Beer Buddies or something silly like that, <laughs> wouldn't they? Yeah, you couldn't have the actual Beer, beer Belly Company. Yeah, yeah Beer Belly Company. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with Rude and Ziggler, you know, as long as they both got glitter in our theory, that might work. They're kind of similar characters in that way, you know, Rude, but we've not really learned that much about Rude. We know Ziggler just wants to show off all the time. And Ziggler got the blind tag, went for the sleeper, pushed off by Strowman, and then Braun with a big boot and a slap to take Rude out as well. And I don't think Braun Strowman needs his tag team partner, but maybe Rollins is thinking, oh, all right, I'll let you do it. I know we're wrestling later. You can get, take all the bumps. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I don't know. to be gelling quite well. Strowman's going to Irish whip Rollins into Ziggler and then just throws him back to Strowman, who shoulder barges him down to, no, Ziggler managing to kick out. Oh, I mean, if Rollins and Braun work on the same level, then, like I said, Ziggler and Rude probably haven't got no chance. But Ziggler, he's former World Heavyweight Champion. Let's not forget about that. He's been there and done that. He's the, him and Rude are the veterans in this match. Should Strowman have had a title one by now? I think so, yeah. I think they dropped the ball with him last yeah. year with Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. They should have done the big show. Way of coming in, having yeah. him in, having him as an unstoppable force. Now it seems like, meh. Yeah, can't be beaten. It's even like tonight. It's like Braun's get a job opportunity, but it's like yeah, yeah. And Rude now distracting the ref. Oh, DDT on the outside, spiking Seth Rollins' head into them way for Finn Mats. Let's not forget about the history between Ziggler and Rollins as well. Feuding over the Intercontinental Title and a couple of great matches they had main event in the pay per view as well. Well, to me so far, it seems like you know they both care about being tag team champion as well, Rollins and Strowman. So that that's a good thing in my eyes. You know, they don't see it as well, I'm not going to exert too much energy because I've got a match later on tonight yeah. for the Universal Championship. But if it was probably the WWE Championship, then it'd be like, meh, fuck it. But the thing is, though, is that, like I said, there's, there's wrestlers in the past who have come down without the, the tag team titles because it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. But it seems rude now. He's got one in on Rollins. And Rollins and Strowman have had multiple partners as well, actually, thinking about it. Uh, yes, they have <laughs> indeed. Yes, well, uh, I think Rollins has been with both members of the Shield. <laughs> Uh, Strowman, he notably won the tag team titles with Nicholas, who's not been seen since. No, he's not been, not been around. And of course, with the Wyatts as well when he first came in. So he knows what it's like to be a part of a group and a team. Indeed, yes. And he was part of uh, the Rosebuds as well. <laughs> well, Ziggler was part of the Spirit Squad. I mean, if we're going to talk about great tag teams, great moments in WWE history. But Ziggler, though, bouncing off the ropes. <laughs> Seth's like, I was part of the Shield. <laughs> Ziggler's like, well, I was part of the Spirit Squad. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I was male cheer fucking <laughs> leaders. And Bobby Roode played a policeman once in WWE, so I mean, we got, yes. we got a member of the Rosebuds, <laughs> a former policeman, a member of the Spirit Squad, and a member of the Shield. Yeah, Rollins is saying, yeah, I'm winning this. And Roode now, I tell you what, Roode, I've not seen him in a little while because I don't watch main event, but he, he seems quite <laughs> quick right now. And in particular, working quite well as a tag team. So credit to that. Bobby Roode looks in great shape, as he always does. So do you think there is too much WWE television at the moment? Yes. I mean, when you consider there's Raw, uh, Raw's three hours, SmackDown two hours. Five. You've got uh, 205 Live is an hour. 
NXT, NXT UK, main event, which is now, which is the highlight show. So how many hours is that? Nine hours. So that's in a, that's in a week. That's without a four-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Chuck so in, you, yeah. So you, so you take an hour of that each week. So that's 10 hours a week. 40 hours a month. It's, that's, it's, you know, it's, it's to me, I love wrestling. 480 hours a year. <laughs> but sometimes you need to, a little break. And that's why people pick and choose. But Rollins now managing to avoid Ziggler and Rude. Hit the blockbuster. Now looking for the tag for Strowman. But Rude tags in Ziggler. Rollins catches Dolph. He hits a lovely backslide into a, well, sunset flip into a cover. And now Dolph on the back of Seth with a sleeper. Well, uh, Ziggler has won plenty of matches with the sleeper hold in the past. And Rollins seems to be fading. But the only problem for Ziggler and Rude is that they're going to have a fresh Strowman to deal with if Rollins can get the tag. No, Ziggler managing to drag him back to the Zigood corner. Now he's just winding up Strowman. I don't think that's a good idea because when he finally gets these hands, he's going to regret it. And Ziggler went for the DDT. But Rollins manages to hit a falcon arrow. Anybody just tuning in and has not watched WWE for a couple of years will think that uh, Paul Strowman is Roman Reigns eating Dean Ambrose. But he's got a tag now. Runs straight through Ziggler, goes after Rude, splashes him in the corner, Irish whip, then coming Strowman, hits Ziggler. And Strowman can move for a big man, and now saying that Ziggler is in call. Goodbye, Rude. Carries the momentum into Ziggler, takes them both out. I would love to see Strowman doing that like a domino effect. With just like, you know, hitting like, one who hits another. Yeah, 20 wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, look, moves the ring with his power. For his running power, Sam. No. Ziggler with the eye rake. Rude with a blind tag. Oh. Ziggler sidesteps Strowman coming in, who's probably dented that ring post. Gets hit by a super kick. Glorious. A glorious. Oh. No. The glorious DDT attempt, but he gets thrown across the ring. Seth Rollins springboard knee in. Takes out Rude. Super kick. Oh my God. I think Rude lost his front tooth then. Is Seth going to burn it down? Kick to the gut. Ziggler sweeping the legs. Distracting Rollins. Into a glorious... No. <coughs> Seth turns it round. Swing blade. But to be credit for Rude, he's toe-to-toe with the Universal Champion at the moment. And Rollins just took out Ziggler. Might not be for much longer. Uh, looking for the springboard stomp. Ziggler moves it. And the fifth best spine buster in the, spine buster in the business. He's going to get it. Oh. No, just a two count. Two. And the crowd going mental. <laughs> Yes, uh, they're in a stunned silence. Yeah. They? That woman nearly dropped her hamburger. And now Rude is going to go for it. Ooh. Glorious. Glorious. I think we was the only people that said it. <laughs> oh, and Strowman went for Hang Rude. On a minute. Yeah, Strowman knocked Rude into Rollins. Oh. He steps into a glorious DDT. Go on. One, One two, two, three. <laughs> And Bobby Roode has pinned the Universal Champion, which should make him Universal Champion, but it definitely makes him Tag Team Champion. I love Bobby Roode. I, I love your logic. logic. It's just completely <laughs> fucking out there. Well, but nonetheless, Zigood are the new more Tag Team Champions. Strowman looks pissed off. I think oh. Seth's going to be pissed off when he realises what's happened. Zigood. Uh, that was a good match as well. Quite uh, entertaining. I think the right team won. And let's just see a replay of actually what happened. Strowman pushing Rude into Rollins. It was obviously accidental, but it gave Rude a chance to, like I said, hit Rollins with a glorious DDT to become Raw Tag Team Champion. I can't believe I'm saying it. Uh, it means after as well, prediction-wise, 
both get another point. We are three for three at this moment in time. And Rollins is driving, just looking at each other. But Zagood walk away with the gold. Zagood with the gold. The gold. Well, Rollins has already been pinned once tonight. Will he be pinned twice and lose all his marbles? So Seki is more successful than Strawn? <laughs> well, it's not been a great start for Seth Rollins, but he's hoping that it doesn't end as badly. A former tag team champion now. Of course, these two men will fight later on. Loud. Bobby Rowe. Well, Strowman getting interviewed and saying he didn't lose the tag team titles. Seth did. Thanks to Strowman. <laughs> thanks. I didn't lose, but it was thanks to me. My brother from and Becky Lynch is very fraction here tonight as well. What does she have to say, James? She said, I'm going to kick Sasha Banks' ass because I'm the man or I may not be able to say that. I'm going to find you. I'm going to hurt you. I've got a sudden set of skills. Potato. Now, if you just lose to me, I won't do anything. Oh, my God. Charlotte, North Carolina. What a wonderful place to be. Would you like to be in Charlotte? Well, speaking of Charlotte, she's in action next in the SmackDown Women's Championship versus Bailey. And this has been a very interesting build-up, Dan. What have your thoughts on it? Um, yes, you know, we've seen Sasha Banks returning, kind of throwing us out title picture. And she's kind of uh, turned Bailey to the dark side. It's been weird that we've seen that. Uh, does Bailey's a hill work for you? We talked about Balor a little bit earlier. I think Bailey would be the same. Uh, I I think so. Yes. I wonder how Izzy's feeling about this because she is Bailey's number one hugger fan. Yeah, I mean she must be uh, just horrified by what's going on. But does that mean Sasha Banks has got control over Bailey that maybe other women haven't or no one else? Well, they have been best friends, and do you think it's do you think it's something in the in the water that all four women? From the four horsewomen of NXT or the main event now are in title matches. I just think it shows their class and I just think it shows just how good they are. But the the, the thing with this is that both women now have got approved. You know, Becky Lynch is kind of coming out stand-up and Charlotte's kind of being left behind. But she again could make like a 10-time champion here tonight. I, I wouldn't say Charlotte's being left behind. I mean, she's always... In or about the title picture. Well, she beat Trish Stratus at SummerSlam, didn't she? So that's a huge victory. But in this one, I am backing Bailey in this match. I have gone for Bailey. Bailey, and what are your reasonings for Bailey in this match? I think she needs a legitimate victory over someone with the name factor of Charlotte Flair. Basically, you know, she's uh, she's had a good little run, and I don't think it's over yet, especially with Sasha Banks and the return of her. It's it's something it's awoken something in Bailey, but she's still coming. I mean, it's weird to see her tune and the fans booing, but she did um, slap a few kids' hands at ringside. Hugging like a champ and going against Charlotte, who I'm presuming is a face now. Yeah, I mean Charlotte switches nearly as many times as the Big Show, doesn't she? You know, it's kind of like we don't know what Charlotte we're going to get. But Bailey, you know, she's still out here smiling and hugging and with her macho man style. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit weird what they're doing, but let's hope this is a competitive match. These two women, of course, have faced before and know each other very well and because this uh, cement Bailey is a, a proper heel, she can get victory over Charlotte. And Charlotte, I mean... She's definitely had some more work done. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that, but... She's had some lip fillers and some chest fillers. Well, her face is definitely changing. I wouldn't be surprised if she's working. Has she lost her mole as well? Working on the nose as well. I don't know. It needs some work. Well, let's not forget, Dan. 
Bailey cashed in her money in the bank on Charlotte. So, I mean, that's got to be a huge kind of revelation there. Charlotte just came out the blocks, huge big boot, went for the pin on Bailey. Bailey managed to kick out. Uh-huh. But much like we saw with the AJ Styles Cedric Alexander match, it was Charlotte who nearly had Bailey beaten seconds. They're not they're not slowing down the start of these matches quite good. Absolutely not, no. They're uh, coming straight out of the blocks. But Bailey luring Charlotte into the ring, trying to attack, but Charlotte just too strong. A punch followed by a few Ric Flair like knife edge chops. And Bailey like, grabbing the hair of Charlotte. Wrenching her down to the mat. That's something we probably wouldn't have seen from Bailey. Before, but now times are changing. As Charlotte fighting back with fire. Lovely suplex and a nip up from Flair. And now Charlotte's huge forearm. They're going in for the cover. Bailey gets shoulder off at two. Two. So does Flair deserve to be in the title hunt again? I, I think... mean, you know, we've got Ember Moon. We've got Oscar. We've got Kari Sane. There's three there just off the bat that definitely deserve a championship match. I, I think the problem is soon if... I mean, at the moment, WWE don't really mind. But there'll become a time where fans, if it keeps being these four horsewomen all the time, fans will get sick of it. Much like they did with John Cena or when the Roman Reigns. If it's just a different combination, you will think, you know, I don't think there's really any need for Bailey to be going against Charlotte tonight. But then again, like I said with Charlotte, she's always seen to have pay-per-view matches. She's always put in a prominent position, even when she's not champion as well. So... There's no doubt who WWE think is the true star of the women's division. Are they right, though? Has Charlotte backed up her claims recently? Um, She does deliver good matches. But I think there's other more talented women out there. You know, Sasha Banks, I think she's a lot more. Ember Moon, again, Oscar, Kari Sane. They're all very, very talented women. Bliss, Cross, you know, they can pull out a good match. And they are, you know, they're all legitimate challengers. Without a doubt, you know, and this is the thing. Even the Iconics as well. The Iconics. It'll take a little bit of break since losing the uh, women's tag team titles. And, of course, they'll be defended later tonight. Bailey trying to get her feet up to stop the offense coming in. Charlotte with a forearm. And then putting that leg on that second rope, coming down with all of her weight. <clears throat> and now the leg's in trouble. Charlotte is going to go. Figure four, though. Bailey rolls her up. Oh, very close. Charlotte managing to kick out. Uh-huh. But it was a huge big boot. Well, the second big boot of the match. And Charlotte was going to try and put away Bailey. And Charlotte now back of Bailey's head. Referee telling Charlotte to calm down. And Bailey, what's she doing to that bottom turnbuckle? Looked like she's taking it, exposing it even. Well, she is, as the referee was distracted by Charlotte. And then Bailey sends Charlotte headfirst into it. One, two, three. Oh, my God. And Bailey upset the odds. And how quick was that match? Bailey was very quick. Was smash and grab. Not as quick as Bailey's running out of here with a title, though. <laughs> well, Bailey runs out and gone. Oh, I can't believe that. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Um, caught me quite by surprise, the ending. Um, this is definitely going to put Charlotte instead for a, a yet another title match then, wouldn't it, really? Well, underhanded tactics, probably another rematch. I mean, the action was, was, was solid, but there just wasn't enough of it. And... Uh, and Bailey there showing her real heel tendencies. And I can't remember the last time someone getting hit headfirst into the turnbuckle actually got the job done. But Bailey is still your women's champion. And Charlotte will have a point to prove. Does mean both get another point, And it's for all as we head into our fifth match. Only the New Day can make Skittles commercials seem entertaining. 
I don't get me wrong. I like Skittles. I like New Day, but I don't want to see adverts. Recap it. Kevin Owens got fired, but here come maybe the best tag team in WWE today. It's a revival. Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. They're going to go against the New Day for the SmackDown tag team titles. Would you say a revived revival? Uh, I think they've been featured a lot more recently, but can we go and see the revival as they were in NXT? And that would be a team to beat. You know, we had all this kind of talk about contracts and, the, you know, free the revival, all this kind of stuff. Can they, WWE actually give them a chance and they can deliver? And I think against a New Day, I think there's a great possibility that this should be a really good match, as long as it's more than five minutes. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't want to have a quick match. We've seen it. That was fun. I want to see a good match because we know the New Day can definitely deliver. We know the revival can definitely deliver. So hopefully. It should be a very good match between the two. Are you happy the Revival been teaming up with um, Randy Orton recently as well? Well, it's just, it's just elevating the Revival's uh, status, really, isn't yeah. it? Well, I think it is a little bit, you know. I think it's good. And it does play well, you know. We've got the Revival going against the New Day. We've got Orton versus Kofi later on in the evening. So, yeah, why not? So, prediction-wise, Danny, who have you gone for in this match? It's a New Day! Yes, it is! And I, too, have gone New Day! I just feel like they've, they've only been champions, you know, only won it again recently. And I think they're going to continue doing it. I think the Revival are a good team, but I think the New Day... I mean, Big E. Is there anybody more entertaining than Big E? Do you know what I mean? Like, he is. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Um, so do you think the New Day have overtaken the Usos as kind of premier tag team on in WWE? Yeah, I'll have to say that right now. But the Revival will have to show in this match mean business. And Charles in charge, though, so I think it should be all right. So here we go. And like I said, can the Revival prove that they belong with a New Day? And, uh, you know, I'll talk about Big E. I'm a huge fan of Xavier Woods as well. Even the Up, Up Down, Down series he's on YouTube. He is, uh, I think, a great host. And I think he's he's one of those guys, as a wrestler, he's surprised us these past few years as well, hasn't he, you know? I think there's certain things he can do in the ring that maybe we, we, we didn't really give him credit for. And to be fair, he's held his own in the New Day. When you talk about the success of the New Day, yeah, it's Kofi and Big E. But Woods is a huge part. Absolutely, yeah. You know, we saw the... Uh, well, we know what Kofi is capable of. He's a high-flying, very talented wrestler. And Big E's the powerhouse style. But Woods, you know, he's, he has got his own style and he brings something to the table as well. Right, down the Revival trying to target Woods' leg. He managed to fight out and a Big E on the outside. Takes down Dawson. Now Wilder and Woods go at it in the ring. Woods has kind of got the upper hand, so to speak. And Woods is not smiling at the moment. He's not happy with what the revival done to the New Day. It's a different side, maybe getting into the New Day's head. Well, is this a side of the New Day that you don't really want to see? What's interesting is just different layers, isn't it? We talk about how the New Day can continue. Everybody's talking about their split as Big E gets a tag. Huge Uranagi down into the cover, but only a two count. Two. Dash Wilder needs to get to Dawson whatever whatever opportunity. And Big E knows that. It's taken the opposite direction. Now Big E with a clubbing blows. And he's across the apron. And Scott Dawson there taking Xavier Woods off the apron. Big E now distracted. Dash Wilder with a clothesline taking Big E off the apron. Both men crash to the floor. And now that's Charles Ross been checking him. And let's not forget Big E's a former NXT champion as well. But now it's a revival where Xavier Woods is down. Dash Wilder looking to bring him in. Scott Dawson calling the traffic. And he's going to go for the cover. This could be it. But no, Big E managing to get up. And now he finds himself in the wrong part of town as it's Dash and Dawson. 
And this is what they're probably best at when you look at tag teams. It's managing to cut off the rope, or cut off the ring, and work on the opponent. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Dawson with a beautiful leg drop and an elbow. And he's just in the attack, and it is all the revival. This is what they're good at, quick tags. And there's Dawson lifting up Dash with a leg drop down on Big E. But Big E's still got fight in this match. Now it's Wilder just jumping on the back of Big E. They're just raking their face as well. I mean, everything the Revival does is just nasty. They're now trying to just take the breath out of Big E. Now Big E fighting back with the right hands. But again, it's Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. Xavier Woods is nowhere to be seen. Big E's without his partner. He's trying his best, but two on one disadvantage. And that's Scott Dawson in there. Two-time Raw Tag Team Champions. Two-time NXT Tag Team Champions. Tonight, they could make history. The back elbow taking Big E down. And Woods is out at ringside. Francesca sits on the stairs. And now it's Dawson just raking the face of Big E. And I mean, just for the past few minutes or so, it's been Revival dominating Big E. Woods is, is still unconscious. moved once. Would it be a huge upset if the Revival was to beat New Day? I'll I tell you something. We'll, we'll talk about upsets. The way they're going about their business at the moment... This is a revival we know and love. You know, when you talk about our tag teams of the year this past couple of years, this is what the revival can do. Well, we've seen them before cutting off the ring, just kind of taking out one person. And this is the wise move as well, taking out the powerhouse of the, on his own, trying to fight for the new day. And it's, it's going to be an easier task than taking out a fresh Big E. Without a doubt, it's been a perfect game plan by the revival to begin this match. I don't, I don't want to say it, but Randy Orton, mate, giving him advice. You know, rated RKO was a very successful tag team. Well, yeah, they, they were a successful tag team. Maybe Randy Orton has got any. Would it be something that you would like to see, like a group down the line of, of the three, or, you know, be call themselves saying, I don't know. Team RKO. Like that, you know, would that be a good association? Uh, I think it would be, especially, you know, with the rivalry that Kofi's got with Orton and, you know, the new day with the revival, it certainly would be a resurgence and it's definitely elevating the platform of the revival as well. Right, doubt. And Biggie finally gets some separation from the revival. Looked in his corner, Woods is still not up yet. Well, he's just managed to get to ringside, but how recovered is Xavier Woods? I mean, eager for the tag, gets himself in. Going against Dawson now, he's got the tag from Wilder. And now Woods is coming in. He's on fire, baby, he's taking out fire. Dawson. And a shout out to the Iron Sheik as well with the boots. You've got to love Woods. And a beautiful Hurricane Runner there just taking Dawson out. Here comes Wilder, runs into a huge big boot. Woods rolling through, close on takedown, but that gives Dawson a chance to recover. Throws Woods to the outside, but Woods lands on his feet. A step up into Guri. Springs his way into a lovely DDT into that, the cover. That's it. Two. Oh, no. Wilder saving it for his team. Big E's back in and recovered. Wilder holding on. We know what Biggie loves to do. Oh, Wilder had it scouted, but Biggie catches him as he dives through the ropes. Now it's a two-on-one attack. Both members of the Revival taking out Biggie, throwing him into the ring post. Biggie puts the brakes on. Shatter machine. And Biggie is down, maybe out. And what we've seen in the game plan of Revival, they have not been, you know, they've made sure it's been two-on-one at all times. And now again, it's two men who are up looking at Xavier Woods in the middle of the ring. See how Wilder just throws Dawson in as well. Come on, get onto it. <clears throat> Tags in Dawson. Woods trying his best to fight out, but I think the numbers is going to take over eventually. Chop block takedown, and Woods in a lot of trouble now. You can certainly see they've got a bit of the venom from the Viper. Right, down there going for that injured leg. 
of Woods. And they're viable now to look to take advantage. Having a quick glance over at Big E, who's still down and out on the outside. Definitely seems like we could see a new tag team. Picks him up. Boom. Shatter machine again. Dawson could they... have made the pin, but I think they want to punish Woods a bit more. They're exposing the injured knee of Woods. And this is sick by the revival. This is this is stuff we haven't seen in a long time. Again, it's something that we'd see from Randy Orton. Well, he's ripping the tights. He's trying to get to that knee. And there An we go. inverted figure four. Like an Indian deathlock. And Woods is cool. Bad knee and all. He knows the tag team title's on the line. As he goes to reach for the ropes, all he can see is Dash Wilder screaming at him. And Woods taps. Wow. Fucking we have hell. new tag team champions. The Revival looked like killers in that one. That is the tag team from NXT. My word. What a performance that was. Uh, what a great match as well. Definitely, I love a match. I talk about tag team matches. Especially when they tell a sort of story told during that one as well. With, with New Day not being able to, to be there for each other basically. And Revival taking advantage. Showing they had it won with a shot machine and yet continued it with the submission as well. That's how you put someone over in a revival. If it's down for Randy Orton, then they owe him uh, a, a debt of gratitude, and maybe Orton might be successful later on tonight. Well, maybe a bit of the revival's rubbed off on Orton as well. That's the best I've seen revival in a long, long time. Absolutely, yeah, brilliant match. Unfortunately, neither of us get a point from that, no, but no. I'm happy not to get a point if you don't get a point, and we see the revival that we want to see. Yeah, and it means the perfect score is no longer on, which is a shame. But shush, James, the Revival have the mics. And as I said earlier, Revived Revival. Uh, so what did the Revival have to say, Dan? Well, they said, finally, the old school has beaten the hip-swivelling trombone-playing new school. But not only that, James, you've seen a treat here, but there's going to be an even bigger treat for you later on tonight, and that is a new WWE champion in Randy Orton and you know the revival you can't really go against what they're saying at the moment you, you can't doubt but I don't think this is the end for New Day well if... we see the 24-7 title on episode 24-7 R-Truth and Carmella are, are, are sound operators when Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are getting interviewed and Alexa Bliss has just painted a bullseye on the back of R-Truth <laughs> putting a statement out there if you want a 24-7 title find a referee <laughs> and here's R-Truth a Drake Maverick there, bringing up the rear. I want a Drake Maverick 24-7 title. That T-shirt. Well, our next pay-per-view will be Hell in the Cell. But up next, it will be the women's tag team title we've just seen. And now, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross going against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, we, we see this, I say an interesting build-up. Has there been much build-up? Not really. I mean, uh, a couple of interactions in tag team matches. But what are your thoughts on Bliss and Cross as a tag team? I think it's been very successful. Um, you know, they're both... Bliss certainly brings a legitimacy to the title and having Crazy Cross in her corner is is just even more bonus points for them, really. Yeah, I mean, Nikki Cross, I will always be a fan of her when we're working NXT, but she's shown a kind of tenderness to her that I never thought she would have. And, and, and Nikki Cross, I think, is a fantastic performer. And I think if they play the story right with her and Bliss, it can be... We talked about the four horsewomen earlier. These two women can definitely um, put a stake in to be involved in the uh, women's title scene. But Alexa Bliss is, is still a star, but we've not seen much of her. But what we have seen of her, you've liked, Dan, haven't you? I absolutely love every inch of Alexa Bliss. I mean, there's not a part of Bliss I don't like. 
Uh, well, you know, Fire and Desire going against Crazy Cross and Beautiful Bliss. It's, um, again, you know, with no disrespect to Rose and Deville, but are there better challengers? Well, I think they are. I think why we never had an Oscar in the Kari Sane match against these two women, I'll never know. Well, but I, do, I do enjoy the Bukaki Warriors. You know, uh, or where are the Iconics, and why can't they try and get a rematch? I mean, they're obviously trying something with Deville and Rose, but... I get Mandy Rose confused so much with Liv Morgan. I'm glad when Liv Morgan finally makes a change. Prediction-wise, I have gone for, in this match, Cross Bliss. I have gone for someone different, Bliss Cross. Uh, Bliss Cross. Why have you got Bliss Cross for? Uh, why fix what ain't broken, to be honest? Um, you know, it's definitely working for the women's tag team titles. I think, you know, since uh, Bailey and Banks, Conics, no one else better to take up the mantle than Cross Bliss. Bliss Cross. Yeah, and I think they'll run through. But I, I do like the team name of uh, Deville and Rose because it does remind me of a 1980s tag team, Fire and Desire. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what could this tag team be called? Cross Bliss. We wish you a Merry Cross Bliss and a Happy <laughs> New Year. I don't know, the Crazy Beautifuls. I mean, I've no idea. Like, it's a tag team unlike anything we've seen. And Nick Cross is going to start in. And this match might be over in seconds. We've seen a couple of quick matches today. <clears throat> well, Cross straight out of the block, straight into Mandy Rose. But Rose showing her power. So is it good that Rose and Davila are still kind of together? I mean, yeah, I suppose. It's a shame they couldn't keep the right squad together, but... Where is Ruby, anyway? Injured, still oh. recovering, bless her. And look at Nikki Cross there. Look at the moves. Well, she's mocking Mandy Rose. Mocking? She's rocking my world. Oh, my God. Oh, wow, look at that. That's more central than Alexa Bliss. I'm sorry, Dan, but... Nikki Cross dancing like that is ready. Well, that's your opinion. I don't think Nikki Cross needs any help beating up these two women, but Bliss is there. And Deville, though, can't keep Cross down. Cross is always going to fight back. You've got to stay on top of her at all times. And speaking of women you like to stay on top of, Dan, here comes Alexa Bliss for the tag. Absolutely, yeah. Throws Nikki Cross into Deville, who's in the corner. So, does that make Bliss Cross the faces? I guess they are the good guys in this one. Well, they get a better reaction, don't they? Absolutely. Oh, Mandy Rose and Bliss. I mean, I couldn't think of any two more women I'd like in the ring. I, th- I don't know. Mandy just doesn't... I mean, Bliss is, I think, a lot better. I oh, think more than With her fake boobs. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she had to do that because of anorexia. Yeah. And Bliss but just... But they're not, like, you know, anything huge. They're just perfect. Oh, right. <laughs> Bliss slapping the face of Rose. Her cheeks are red. Oh, Bliss just dropping Rose with a hu- few huge rights. Dropping the knees into the midsection. Backflipping into the knees again. Another cover for Rose with a kick out. Oh, look at Nikki Cross cheering along. <laughs> well, Alexa Bliss hasn't been beautiful since she had that ginger wart removed. Oh, and our truce coming out here. Running oh. through the ring. And he said, you can't get him. Bliss going to roll him out. Two. Oh, Bliss was never nearly 24-7 champion during a tag team. Oh, man. Just perfection. And now truth with Carmelo on his back. And there's all the useful superstars like Kurt Hawkins and uh, Zack Ryder. There's Mojo. He's not even, he's no, not he's even not useful not enough for that. <clears throat> well, blind tag by DeVille. I don't think Bliss can see it. Well, Bliss sees it now or feels it now as DeVille gets the boot up into a cover, but Bliss managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, gay people. All the women ones. All the women Get these balls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bliss is getting beaten down in the corner by Rose and Deville. Nikki Cross watching on 
pacing nervously up and down the uh, ring apron there. And Fire and Desire putting out Alexa Bliss, but winding up Nikki Cross. And you don't want to wound up Nikki Cross. You don't want to cross crazy. A lovely delayed vertical suplex from Rose. And Deville boot to the chin. One, two, no, kick out from Bliss. Oh. She is a goddess. And now Deville, yeah, Bliss not bad either. And Deville now just taking the breath out of Bliss. And Chris get, uh, Cross getting the fans behind her. Chris Cross. Well, Bliss has been there and done that in the women's division. Well, she's uh, a triple crown as far as the women's titles go. And speaking of triple crown champions, of course, the Revival have become triple crown tag team champions now. And Bliss looking to defend her tag team titles with Nikki Cross, who's desperate to get in. Well, a quick roll up on Rose, who was distracted, but only a two. Two. And a man is back on the offence. I wouldn't talk trash to Bliss, and Bliss now blocking. Well, both women with huge right hands knocking each other out. And now Bliss can finally get to Nikki Cross. Deville gets a tag from Rose. Bliss now with Nikki. Well, the group are in. And Cross is on fire, baby. Huge clotheslines by Nikki. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Sends him into the corner. Running bulldog. And Randy Rose, here she comes. There she goes. And now Deville caught with back suplex. And Nikki Cross does not care about her opponents. Just throw him on the front. Absolutely not. Cross body off the top. Nikki One, cross body. Two. Oh, no. That should be a finisher. <laughs> Nikki cross body. You wouldn't want to make Nikki angry. Well, you just you just want to leave it at that, you know. But Bliss getting the tag and it's nice teamwork. Alexa's going off the top. Taking a time low. No, Deville throws Cross against the ropes. Bliss gets crutched up top. Rose takes out Cross on the apron. And Deville's got Bliss. Throws her off the top by her hair. And this could have, we could have new women's tag team champions. Well, Mandy gets the tag in. We're going to see a bit of double team. Here we go. Fire and desire. Well, leg sweep and a kick to the face. This could be it. One. Two. Oh. No. Nikki in to save the titles. And the fans didn't want that to happen there at all. <laughs> they were like, no. Oh, my God. Nikki showing how great she is at helping Bliss. Alexa tags in cross. Referee accepts it, and now Nikki going up. She goes again. Oh, no. Jumps over the top of Rose, takes out Deville, dodges the incoming Mandy. And here she comes with him. Oh, put her on the ropes. Boom. Two, three. And Nikki Cross wins it for their team. I love Nikki Cross. She's awesome. She actually won. She helped Bliss there when it was over and actually got the victory. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, Nikki Cross. She's kind of. I think, you know, Alexa's allowing her to be an integral part of this team as opposed to it being led by Alexa Bliss. Um, I, I don't know, I'm not too keen on a subdued Nikki Cross, though. No, but a, yeah. a good, exciting match and uh, the 24-7 title nearly getting won by Alexa Bliss during the match <laughs> as well. Great comical effect. It was an enjoyable match, you know. There was nothing wrong with it and Nikki Cross coming out looking more and more like a star. You know, and that's good to see. And speaking on stars, looks like the action next. And he's going to go for the Intercontinental title against Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Great show. Please, quiet on the set. Can we have quiet on the set? So it's the Miz coming out here now. It's going to go face Nakamura. After the Bliss Cross versus Fire match, we both get another point. So we're five all in our sixth match. Oh, well, this is our seventh match now. As we run through the announcers and the Miz coming out here. So the Intercontinental title, I mean... The Miz is kind of known for being a great Intercontinental Champion. And when Nakamura had recently won it from 
in Balor and teamed up with Sami Zayn, we're seeing a little bit different from, of course, Nakamura. But what will happen here tonight? Dan, who have you gone for in this match? Well, James, I have gone for The Miz, and I'll give you my reasoning after you have given me your prediction. I have gone for Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Well, my reasoning behind this is The Miz is an eight-time Intercontinental Champion. Chris Jericho is a nine-time Intercontinental Champion, and Chris Jericho is also the current AEW Champion, WWE's biggest rivals thus far. So, in order to remove Jericho's name, or kind of overwrite his name in the history books, The Miz is going to become a nine-time Intercontinental Champion. I completely agree with you. I, I cannot believe I just said that. I do completely agree with you, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen here tonight because The Miz has got a history of winning matches in important events. He won the IC title on the Raw 1000th, SmackDown 900th, and Raw 25. We're coming up to the 20th anniversary of SmackDown uh, in a couple of weeks' time. I think that's when The Miz is going to win it. But I, I, I hope I'm right. Cause I didn't think Sami Zayn would be here, but race. Thanks to uh, getting or telling the Undertaker to sod off and then, unfortunately, receiving a choke slam. Oh, yes. We see uh, Sami Zayn thinking he'd uh, got rid of the Undertaker. That wasn't to be. The Undertaker choke slamming Sami Zayn. Nakamura with a cape. Love it. I absolutely love that cape. I mean, Nakamura, we need to see the Nakamura that we saw in NXT when he first moved up to the main roster. Having uh, Sami Zayn in his corner, is that going to help? I mean... You know, he's kind of was known for being with Owens, who's now kind of like a, a face going against the authority. So Sami Zayn doesn't quite fit into that picture. So having him with or as the mouthpiece for uh, Nakamura, could that do both men good? I think it definitely can. Uh, I think because what we've seen is that Nakamura, the thing that's kind of stopped him a little bit has been his promos. And I think with Sami Zayn, I don't, we, we love Sami Zayn in NXT, but. They're not going to use it the same. So why not have him as a mouthpiece? I think Sami Zayn is great promo. I think he's really underrated. Face or heel promos is he better at? I think he's better at heels weird than yeah. the heel I think the kind of Sami Zayn that we've got, I think he's built up a bit of resentment and he's using that. And I think it's working for him. And Nakamura is such a cool dude. He doesn't need a lot, you know. And with, he can stay aloof while Sami Zayn does his talking from him. But I do love the A-list of The Miz, though. So, if The Miz walks out as champion, yeah, I'll be upset I lost, but still. Well, what's going to happen with Sami Zayn in his corner, though? Is that neck brace just a ruse? Because we know you can't trust Sami. No, I think that's going to be really important. It's not what Sami Zayn gets up to. And talking of being the mouthpiece for Nakamura, he's actually on the mic during the match. Or Zayn having to go at the arm drag of The Miz. Then having to go to the local sports team. Nakamura fighting back... Sami Zayn saying, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, mocking The Miz. Could this be a distraction for The Miz, though? Having Sami Zayn chirping away in his ear? I can't believe they're allowing it, but I like it. King of soft style. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cunt. It's the weirdest thing I've seen. We haven't even got the commentators talking as much because Sami Zayn's doing it. I think his mic's been cut off. Oh, Sami's not happy about that. And now Miz's going to show his aggression. Comes back with a few Ric Flair-like knife-edge chops. And a knee to the midsection. Follows up with a running boot. One. No, just a one count. One. And now Miz with the chops. And, and I, I, you know, say, the Miz was was kind of riding a wave somewhat, you know, after the shame at man. At the start of it with the tag team titles. 
And ever since WrestleMania, since he lost, it's kind of been downhill, hasn't well, it? Well, it weren't really with the titles. It was with the best in the world trophy. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, no, I was tag team champion, so the month before, losing that, and then losing at WrestleMania, losing in a cage match, lose just becoming cannon, fod- cannon fodder, and he's got the microphone from Sami Zayn. He's just thrown it down this entranceway. Now, the Miz is standing tall over uh, Nakamura for now. Miz wouldn't hit a man in the neck brace, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but... I'm still not convinced that it's a genuine necker injury that Sami Zayn has got. I think it's all a ruse. Him and Nakamura are definitely in cahoots. <laughs> you won't say doubt they're in cahoots. And they're working as a well-oiled team at the moment. And Nakamura is dangerous just one-on-one. The Miz can't look past him, and that's what helps. Oh, Nakamura with a knee to the back of the head. Just punishing the Miz. And now Miz is in position, and Nakamura's going to go with the kicks. What, the it kicks? You're going to take him from Miz? That's a bit of a slap in the face. Well, no, it's a kick in the chest for the Miz. Well, the Miz wise to it, catches it, but doesn't catch the step up in Seguri. Well, if the left won't hit you, the left don't catch you, the right one will. Well, he catches the right one this time. Kick to the back of the knee of Nakamura and just drapes him over the rope, hangs him out to dry. Now, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura's in a lot of trouble now. Very innovative by the Miz. The Miz wants to turn his year around, and he can do that by beating Nakamura as he backs him up in a corner. So where, what else can, can you see happening for The Miz this year then? I think he will be Intercontinental Champion. And then I think he'll probably feud with Nakamura for a little bit. And then who's United States Champion at the moment? Miz versus AJ at Survivor Series maybe? Possibly, yeah. Can you see The Miz ever having a, a top run? I, I would have said yes at the start of the year. But since then, WWE, I just, I'm not sure if they, they see him as that or just a guy who can be in the mid-card, who gets reaction. You know, I'm surprised how well he's worked as a face, you know, when we know how much, the, you know, the Miz is unlikable. But obviously, since the show at Manfield, that's kind of gone by the wayside as well. Absolutely. Yeah, what about the Miz then? Uh, what about, sorry, what about Nakamura? I mean, Nakamura is in the right place at the moment, as long as he retains. And that's why yeah. I hope he does. But I still think afterwards, there's a question where, is he going to be happy as a mid-carder, or is he going to look to try and be main event? Is there a chance for him and Sami Zayn? I think there is, you know? Well, Nakamura looking for the cross arm break and Miz rolling him up for a pin. Hitting that DDT. One arm for a cover. Two. No, Nakamura managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I don't know, I'd like to see Nakamura hanging with the top guys. He definitely has the ability to do it. But whether WWE see that in him is a completely different matter. Well, Miz now definitely feeling the arm like Nakamura's attacked. But Miz has tried to work the leg of Nakamura as well. Maybe take away the Kinshasa. But I would like to see the Miz mixing with Daniel Bryan again. Yeah, that would be fun. That would you know, be. especially as now the Miz is kind of like a face, Brian's a heel, it it would work still. And Miz, then with the Miz kicks, but Nakamura managed to dodge one, nearly rolled up the Miz for good, but he managed to kick out. Ah, looking for a f- skull-crushing finale, but the Miz, get, uh, but Nakamura getting out of that, got Miz prone in the corner. He gets his feet up, Miz, uh, Nakamura blocks it, puts his legs through the ropes, a snap German through the ropes, a very... Uh, Impressive from Nakamura. And Sami Zayn absolutely loving it at ringside. That was nice by Nakamura. Nakamura works with confidence, though. We've seen it before. I'm glad he's not looking like uh, an Asian cane anymore, <laughs> like with his outfit. But I do miss the flair he had coming to the ring. Oh, now Nakamura looking to end it. What's he going to do, James? Is he looking for it? Kinshasa! No, the Miz sidestepping it, sending Nakamura into the second turnbuckle. And again, working over that left leg. Looking for the figure four. Man, the man, 
the move was taught to him by the man, not Becky Lynch, but Ric Flair. And we know that if the move was, in, we're in Carolina right now, where Ric Flair used the move, so it means the moves have more effect to it as well. Absolutely, yes, just like a sharpshooter in Canada. <laughs> so Nakamura feeling twice as much pain. Sami Zayn can't help at the moment. But the Miz managing to get to the bottom rope, forcing a break. Sami Zayn happy with that. Well, Nakamura's fingertips away there from tapping back in the centre of the ring. Nakamura with a roll-up, though. One, two, no, kick out. Uh-huh. Miz straight back on the offence over a few kicks to the chest and face. Oh, Sami Zayn with a distraction, though. Oh, it went for the neck brace. And here comes Nakamura. King Shasha to the back of the head. Miz is down. Nakamura with a cover. One, two, wow. Oh. The Miz managing to kick out. Ah, that was Nakamura's best chance, wasn't it? Yes, it is all over for Nakamura now. <laughs> Come on, Nakamura. Moshinsuke trying to shake some life into his leg. Bad leg and all. King Shasha. Sidestepped. Skull crushing finale. Oh, Come on, Miz. No. Come on, that man. Oh, oh yes. for fuck's sake. Yes. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn on the apron trying to get in. Causing Ref. a distraction. Ref distracted. Miz can't believe it. And that's what a manager's all about. Nakamura rolling to the outside in Sanctuary. Miz is pissed off. Don't get distracted, Miz. Michael, stay in the ring. No. Uh-oh. He's chasing Sami Zayn around the ring into a hidden Nakamura. Kick to the face. And now Nakamura throws Miz in. King Shasha goes for the cover. One, two, Kick out, kick out. And Shinzuki fucking Nakamura is still your intercontinental champion. Wow. I mean, match-wise, it wasn't... I don't know. I don't know. Sami Zayn kind of took away a little bit from that. I think... Well, I don't know. Can you say he took away or can you say he added something? Because him and Nakamura definitely work together. Yeah. They definitely gel. And that is really surprising to see. Did the right man win? I think Nakamura needed this victory... To build upon, but like I said, I think the Miz will win it back in a matter of weeks. Um, but I mean, it's, it's an interesting matchup that we've seen here, and I have to do it. But it means prediction-wise, I go point head six five, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Nakamura is still your Intercontinental Champion, but up next we're going to get real serious because it's the Raw Women's Title on the line, and it's former friends Sasha Banks versus. Becky Lynch. So what do you thought the build-up to this match, Dan? Well, you know, Sasha Banks, she's been MIA for a good five months now after spitting her dummy out after WrestleMania. Me included. Um, I didn't think she was coming back. I thought, you know, she was going to wait out her contract and we'd see her appearing for AEW or some something else like that. Uh, I definitely missed her from pay-per-views and the roster. Um... The storyline, you know, Sasha Banks come back, made a statement, changed the colour of her hair, nailed it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Banks' statement, and if she hits that tonight, it will be over. I've been a Sasha Banks fan since we, I think we have started this podcast, and it's great to see her sign a new contract and being serious. And that's why tonight I have gone for Sasha Banks. There you go, Banks. Yeah, I too have gone for Sasha Banks as well. I think, you know, this is kind of going to be WWE's way of rewarding her for a new bumper contract. Becky Lynch certainly doesn't need it and I think she's better when she's kind of going for the title as opposed to carrying it and defending it. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you. But, I mean, there's no has uh, had a fantastic 2019. And uh, even if her title run ends right now, she's kind of changed the business. Is the man, Becky Lynch, as interesting now as she was at the start of the year? Absolutely not, no. Um, I think lack of Rousey's kind of taken it away because, you know, a, a majority of the roster, they don't stand the imposition that Nia Jax even and um, Ronda Rousey kind of imposed on her. You know, there's not anyone that you'd think, yeah, they would be able to dominate Becky Lynch in any other circumstance. But, you know, it's good to see her as the underdog in a match. Yeah. But with everyone else on the roster, it's like, well, you know, you know, Becky Lynch could beat them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But it's interesting to see these two women compete because, you know, they, they have clashed before, but maybe not as well known as kind of the other women's matches between the two. So it'd be interesting to see their kind of their, their chemistry here as well. Unlike maybe Charlotte versus Bailey, this is a match that I really look forward to see because, like I said, Banks back after that amount of time and the man standing in the other corner, so it's all meant to be about. They both want to be the best. We're going to find out right now. Absolutely, yeah, and it's two completely different characters since we saw from earlier this year. And Lynch now in the corner, just looking forward at Banks, taking it nice and cool. Do you think the uh, the Banks break has done her well? Well, she might have a little bit of ring rust. That probably got shaken off there by a slap by Becky. Yeah, kicked to the midsection and just bouncing her head off the mat repeatedly. <clears throat> Becky Lynch certainly means business. Well, both of these women would be an understatement to say they've both got an aggressive nature about them. Sasha Banks wrestles like a man and Lynch is the man. So that's what we're going to see. I've got the feeling this could be a very good match, given the time. Without a doubt. We've seen some matches go maybe shorter than normal. As Lynch hit a forearm, dodges Banks there. Banks. Trying to get Becky down to the mat. Lynch rolling through. Got a mount on, looking for the disarmer. Uh, Sasha's definitely wise to that. But the thing is about Sasha Banks, wherever she goes, gold normally follows as well. As a, the last time we saw her was losing the uh, women's tag team titles that they, you know, she won alongside Bailey. Of course, former Raw SmackDown Women's Champion. And NXT as well. Banks has kind of done it all. And she's going to take her time doing it as well. Well, baseball slide to the back of Banks, who was kind of goading the fans. And now Lynch going the attack of Banks, just chasing her down on the stairs now. Takes down Banks. Huge forearm shot to the face, just throwing Sasha back in. Sidesteps, Sasha who was looking to shoulder barge. Becky Lynch kicks her in the chops and now goes up top. Uh, Sasha dragging the leg down and just a couple of kicks to the chest. And now stomping the mud on, walking it dry. Or choking it dry now. Banks doesn't look like she's missed a beat. She's just waiting for Lynch to bring the attack. We talk about Nakamura, we talk about Revive, we talk about a lot of the wrestlers with the confidence about them. And someone like Sasha Banks with the confidence running through her veins is almost unstoppable as we saw it. You know, the boss characters. Well, you're saying about the confidence, the confidence of the Revival. They won their match. The confidence of Nakamura, he won his match. (laughs) Confidence of Banks. I'm hoping she wins this match. There's a huge need to Lynch's face. And the fans... Chant either for Banks or Lynch gives it this big fight feel. They're all invested into this as well. We talk about women's matches being on. They're, they're, everybody's watching this. You know, this is not a filler. Absolutely, yeah. I do like a, a 50-50 chant as well. You don't get it as much that often now. And it just shows the love for both of these women as Lynch gets stretched. Probably. <laughs> oh my God, Sasha Banks double knees taking out Lynch. No, some imagine a kick out. Ah. Uh. So this is, in effect, kind of like a submission match. We've got a bank statement going against the disarmer. 
What is a more dangerous submission? I don't know. I, I do like the way that Banks applies the bank statement. I think there's more ways to get out of disarmor. I mean, that would be yeah. fair to say. But if anybody knows how to get out of a bank statement, it would be Becky Lynch. who's watched her friend closely throughout the years. And that was Banks being beautiful there, managing to turn around Lynch. Into a cover, but a kick out. Ah. Uh. So with all this animosity between the four horsewomen of the WWE, do you think there is ever going to be able to be a coming together of them? Oh, yeah. Without doubt. It's money, isn't it? It's money being printed right now. And now Banks got Lynch. Maybe look for a suplex, but Lynch landing on the feet. Or will we see Bailey assisting her friend into uh, becoming a champion as soon as she successfully defended hers? Or is she still running? Well, this is the thing. I think she just jumped to the car, left the arena. I think mean, closely followed by our truth. So, so. <laughs> I was, they might have shared one. <laughs> but Banks now has got Lynch and just manipulated him on that top rope. Putting the arm back and letting the legs do Banks is in complete control now. Comes off the second, but Lynch had it scouted. And a beautiful dropkick right to Banks' midsection. You would say it's the first proper time that Lynch has hurt Banks in this match. And it gives her a chance to get back into this one, catch her breath. Or to at least recover. And now both women are down. Referee got to seven, but both women to their knees. Now just striking each other. Lynch with a huge clothesline takedown, followed closely by another. Becky's getting back into this with some right hands, spinning kick to the midsection. And the Beck exploder there. Now Lynch looking to get the crowd behind her. Becky with the knees to the head and the midsection. Burn up a head of steam. Oh, but Banks catching her. Bank statement. And right in the middle of the ring, can Lynch manoeuvre herself? And that was um, nice by Lynch. Manages to get to her knee, using the hand there to block the statement. Another Beck exploder. Now Lynch on the second rope. Going to go for the attack on Banks. Leg drop off the second. Two. Nah, just a two count. Two. And Lynch can't believe how close she came there for beating Banks. But I think it's going to take a lot more. And you can see Lynch thinking now, thinking about what to do next. The cogs are whirring. Now Lynch putting Banks up on that top turnbuckle. But Banks fighting back on top. Well, Banks with a double knees from the second into the cover, but Lynch managing to kick out. Uh -oh. Sasha's getting a bit frustrated now. Well, that was a fantastic move by Banks off the top. Comes out all the body weight. Looked like it crushed Lynch, but again, Lynch still in this. And now you can see the mask change of Banks. She was frustrated a minute ago. Now you can see the kind of cool, calm collectiveness of this new Sasha Banks. And here she comes running in again with a double knees. A knee to the side of the head. Banks posing, and uh, I think she's calling a shot too early, saying about the belt. She jumps over the top rope. Lovely transition. Look at the bank statement again, but Lynch rolling through into the disarmor. But Banks counters that into a cover. But Lynch counters it into the disarmor again. And now Lynch has got it in. She's got it in deep, and Banks might be in serious trouble. Sasha getting her foot to the bottom rope, though. Lynch using all of the five count before she releases it. But is the damage being done already? Well, Banks had a hold of the rope and was tapping out at that same time. But here comes Lynch again with a drop kick. Now Lynch's going to go up. Here he comes off. Uh, here she comes off the top. And a big drop kick to the face cover. But no, Banks managing to kick out. Ah. Is Becky Lynch unsure what to do with this new Banks? Oh, she tried the disarm it didn't work. And Banks looks like she won't be beat here tonight. So it's been quite even between these two women thus far. Both women have had a, a bit of offence. Both women seem to be getting frustrated with the other as well. well. This is the thing. They know each other so well. Therein lies the problem. And you can't get more pure and simple than kicks to the midsection. But that's not going to keep Banks down for long. And now going for the kick, but Banks catching it. Backstabber. 
And this might be it again. Another backstabber. Hits a second. Rolls through into the bank statement. Locked on in the middle of the ring. Becky is in a lot of trouble now. She's trying to get to the ropes. And the fans have decided half of them want to see Becky tap. Half of them want to see her escape. And again, got it in and rolling her up low into the ropes. And Banks managing to break it. And now just grabs hold of the arm of Lynch and drapes it across that bottom rope. What's well, Sasha thinking now? Well, she uses that. She will get disqualified. She's grabbed the chair. She's just hit. Well, Banks bringing the chair in. But distracting the ref. Oh, and he didn't see that one. Shot to the jaw. Running knee. One, two. two. Oh, no. Lynch managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, Banks couldn't believe it. Lynch got the shoulder up. Now Lynch is shocked. Uh, sorry, Banks is shocked. She used the chair behind the referee's back. Couldn't get the job done. Well, maybe Sasha Banks has realised that she can't beat Becky Lynch here tonight. And Banks going back outside, getting the chair. Going to try and use it again. Our referee grabs it off of Banks, saying, look, come on, you ain't going to win a title like that. Becky Lynch has the chair. <laughs> Hits the ref. Well, Banks can't believe it, but now Lynch has got the smoking gun on her hand. Ref's down. Shot to the midsection. Cracks over her back. And now it's a bit of payback of what Sasha Banks has been doing to Becky Lynch. Thanks rolling outside to Sanctuary, but that's not going to be far enough. Lynch will follow her. But kick to the midsection, and Banks is running into the crowd. Closely followed by Becky. And now both women going into the universe. And Lynch looking to kick Sasha Banks up every step. And all these fans more interested in getting a good fight over the two than fucking actually watching the fight going on. And very fair, that little girl's just like, oh my God, I can't believe Becky Lynch there. She went the man top. <laughs> and now it's Lynch just beating down on Banks. Send her into the stairs. And now Lynch has got Banks' arm through the barricade. Oh, Sasha's tapping, but it won't count as she grabs hold of Lynch's hair and kicks her leg out. And now Banks is trying to scurry away. But Lynch is still chasing her down. And these two women just fighting through the crowd and out now maybe to the concession stand. Referee's still down. Referee zooms out of it with a chair shot. Lynch chasing Banks through the concessions and... uh a few fans have thought they'd use this opportune moment to get some food. I think they're getting treated to a match as well. And Lynch just threw mustard at Sasha Banks. Not mustard. <laughs> Ketchup would have been fine. Maybe even brown sauce. But James, mustard burns. Well, that is terrible. Lynch, she's proven that she is the mustard. And to beat the mustard, you've got to be the mustard. And now Lynch bringing fans. And these two women just fighting. Banks managed to get some offence in. Well, the fans are trying for Becky. Firmly behind her wall, the section that she's in. I'd lick that mustard off Sasha Banks' back, to be fair. And now the last kick of bringing Banks to ringside. Bouncing her off bins and barricades. And bringing her down to ringside. Oh, but Banks spearing Lynch into the barricade. Both women seem a bit worse for wear at the moment. But it's Banks with the upper hand currently. Well, Lynch sent into the apron. The referee's still out. But now it's Banks in control after throwing Lynch into barricade. So Mark Cole Tennis has been a disqualification, even though referee's still out. Becky Lynch being disqualified, but Banks now has the chair. But Lynch managing to defend it, kick to the midsection. And a wicked chair shot to the back. A trivector of chair shots. Oh, for all the best for Sasha Banks. <laughs> Lynch just attacking Banks with the chair. So Lynch has been disqualified, so that means us going for Banks get the victory. Yeah, we get the point, but I don't think Sasha Banks is going to get this one out alive. Well, she may have won the battle, but she's going to lose the war. And with the chair set up, Lynch sits on it and puts a disarmor in. And Banks' arm is breaking now. 
And now finally we're getting more officials out of referees. Trainers, EMTs down. Trying to pull Becky Lynch off. Finally, she relinquishes the hold. Well, the fans just want them to fight forever. But I think Lynch has made a statement herself. She wants a title. And Lynch is champion. Like I said, Banks won the match. But might have just lost the war. It means another point for us. So it's 7-6 as we head into the next one. But we talk about this match. Dan, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, it, it was a very good match. Both women certainly brought it tonight. And it's one of the ones that leaves open. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, the feud will continue. And I think it will be, fit, be fitting inside hell in a cell for these two women. Absolutely brought it here tonight. But we still got a lot more. And up next is the match you're looking forward to, Dan. It's your man, Randy Orton, going against Kofi Kingston. And this has been a build-up that's kind of stagnated recently, I'm not going to lie. The storyline was good about Randy Orton holding Kofi Kingston down for 10 years. And the team up with Revival's all right. But we've just seen kind of the same thing now on SmackDown recently with Kofi, you know, trying to get one over and Randy Orton. There's well, he did when I was back at the... Uh... At Madison Square At Garden. Madison Square, he kind of recreated the uh, the move that he done the boom drop onto the table off the stands like nine ten years ago. There is a good bit of history coming into it, and we see flashes to Kofi Kingston doing both their moves, and that is good. Like how things have come full circle around for these two guys. And now Randy wants to crush the dream of Kofi Kingston. Ever since Kofi Mania, Kofi Mania has been running wild, and Randy Orton, your man, wants to end it here tonight prediction wise Dan who have you gone for in this match and this is your chance maybe to get back into it because I know he's your man well, James when have you ever known me not to go for my man I, I can remember never exactly so that for that reason I've gone for Kofi <laughs> I too have gone Kofi Kingston in this matchup uh, why Kofi then? Why over your man? Over the uh, um, I just think it's logical. You know, for a while I've been saying that he needs to be uh, a legitimate performer in WWE, and you don't get more legitimate than Randy Orton, someone who's been there for seventeen years now. Yeah, but I don't think the the feud has the legs to go to Henderson, which I thought originally it did, and I think tonight it should be overdone with Kofi. You know, getting a victory. But will the Revival play a part in this? They talked to up Randy Orton earlier. They've taken out Big E and Woods. Is that the plan all along? Do you reckon? Do you think they're in cahoots? Do you think there should be sh- shenanigans? There might be some shenanigans. There definitely is some cahooting going on. But, um, you know, what What would be next if he does defend his title successfully? What would be next for Randy Orton? Well, the thing is, we've got a huge thing coming up now. Literally, the, the announced team officially announced. We've got the draft coming up. Uh, from Raw and SmackDown, so hopefully there'll be some new challenges, Drew McIntyre, for Kofi Kingston's WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre. But, I mean, it, it remains to be seen. At the moment, it's Randy Orton, your man looking to become, what is it, 14-time champion here tonight? Only 14. Only I mean, it's 14. Not, not that many, is it? But has Kofi Mania gone a bit cold? I don't know. I think he's, he's, out of all the title runs that we had with Becky Lynch uh, and Seth Rollins as well, I think Kofi's been the best managed one. And like I said, if you if you list the people now with Randy Orton before him, he's beaten Kevin Owens, Ziggler, yeah, you could maybe argue, Daniel Bryan. Uh, and, it, and I think that he's been a great WWE champion, actually. I think SmackDown has not kind of missed the fact that it hasn't got a kind of so star because Kofi's kind of been the star on it, you know? What are your thoughts on Kofi's start right now? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It has been very fun and enjoyable, but it was... I think the best part of it was seeing him finally getting his moment. It's kind of 
it's not increased for me. You know, since Kofi Mania hasn't gone up, it's just kind of stayed flat. Which you know, you, you like to see a bit a bit more of a rise from him. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting because we know that the most dangerous move, one of the most dangerous moves, the RKO, can be hit out of nowhere. And if if Orton was to hit that tonight, then Kofi, I feel, would be the the ex champion. And will he get another chance again? It's been ten long years. And we'll see here tonight as Orton is just going to take his sweet-ass time. And that's what Randy Orton does. He is strategic. He's like, right, the crowd got up for the Raw, bring him down now. It's not like that. And the fans definitely behind Kofi Kingston. Well, we know that Kofi's uh, a quick-paced wrestler. And he's out of his comfort zone if things are a bit too slow for him. Which, you know, you want to take a wrestler out of their comfort zone. Does Kofi, in this match feel like he has to beat Randy Orton. Is a championship advantage maybe, you know, not in neither man's hands at the moment? Has Randy Orton built up that much resentment within Kofi forgetting about it? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. But, you know, you don't want to see... You don't want Kofi to completely unhinge Randy Orton. We're only seeing Randy Orton at, like, 60% unhinged. If he jacks it up to 80 90%, then Kofi will be in trouble. And, you know, we know firsthand that Randy Orton can be a sadistic bastard. Well, this is the thing, and we've talked about with Kofi Kingston can actually reach that side. We've seen him getting aggressive recently, but I don't think he can get as dark as Orton can. And this is the question now, especially with Charles Robson in charge, he's been there and seen that. So he's not going to let Randy Orton kind of get away with, with certain things. But maybe Kofi's just so annoyed. He just wants to prove he's better than Orton. And these two men wrestling at the moment, which we maybe think was the brawl. There's no doubt Kofi respects Orton, but there is no respect the other way, is there? I think there is. You reckon? The character doesn't allow it, but I, I, you know, there is definitely respect. Orton does respect Kofi in a personal level because he's he's like a big teddy bear. You no, know, no, no like storyline, nice not as in just... storyline. No, Randy Orton does. Randy Orton respects no one <laughs> in storyline. Randy Orton, rightly so. You know who else has been around for as long as he has and garnered as much respect and you know currently going around now. So what's next for Orton after this then? Again, you know, it leaves it open, depending on the way this does go. Hopefully, you know, Orton does get the victory and become a 14-time champion. I would like to see him, you know, up there and equaling John Cena and Ric Flair's kind of amount. You know, if they, if John Cena and Randy Orton do both get on 16 and the title does get vacated due to injury, I mean, that would be lush to see them both going at it. <laughs> that actually would be funny, yeah. For yeah. a 17-time Yeah. You know, to be to take the mantle at the top of the pile. Well, to be fair, with the Ric Flair problems recently, I wouldn't. Maybe they thought, well, let's bring Cena back for his, you know, 17th. But Orton is definitely up there. How did long... you bring Cena back or just give Orton free runs? Well, this is the thing. You would give Orton probably free runs. But how long do you think Randy Orton has got left in him as a kind of main event talent? Not much longer. You know, um, but then, you know, Orton, we've always known that he's not one to take risks. You know, we don't see him diving off of hell in a cell. We don't see him taking stupid risks. You know, he's... He has been, he has had a few injuries throughout his time. You know, every athlete gets it, but, you know, he's he's not had career-threatening injuries. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think that's what sets Randy Orton aside from a majority of other wrestlers. But, you know, with Randy Orton, he certainly has, he has been everywhere and he's done everything. Do you think he'd be happy with his, oh, that's a silly question. Do you think he'd be happy with his career? You know, talking about the past just a couple of years, you know, past maybe five years or so. The past five years, well, you know, he's had the, uh, if you're going back as far as 2014 with a Seth Rollins and the kind of like, you know, being in Triple H's pocket, it has been good. He's he's won a Royal Rumble in the past five years as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, yeah. you know, he's 
won a title. He beat Bray Couple White, didn't he? Yeah. When you didn't go from at WrestleMania, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's hope he wins tonight. Then we haven't gone for him. That's that's what I love more than well, anything. Well, that's that's kind of my. Uh, <laughs> it's a double bluff. You see, if I don't go for him, he wins. Well, my man Bobby Roode won the tag team gold earlier. Randy Orton looking for the WWE Championship here tonight. Robert Roode. He'll always be Bobby to me. He's mad, Bobby. And Orton trying to slow this down, get out of harm's way, but can't. Kofi just a barrage of shots, and Orton then just cheating with a poke to the eye. Not cheating if the referee doesn't see it, James. And you can see the marks on Randy Orton's chest. His tight, ripped chest. And he responds with a chop of his own. And you know Kofi's been champion for 160 days as well. It's been quite a cool rain. It has been a, a rain, but runs were meant to come to an end. Orton there might be seen double after the step up in Seguri by Kofi on the apron. Sidesteps it, catches him with a kick to the jaw and just simply hangs Kofi up. Now Orton picking up the pace. Shoulder barges Kofi off the edge of the apron into Barricade. And you can see him, he's getting a bit angsty now. Now Randy Orton going to the outside, keeping the attack on Kofi Kingston. Oh God, he's come round to the announce table, we've seen this before. And we'll see it again. Doesn't know which one to pick. Does the German look best for him? Ah! Oh no, just hangs Kofi up on the Barricade. Suplexes him back into the uh, ring area. Well, referee's counted up to five. Orton back in to break the count up. He shows his experience. Now he's got Kofi again. And plants him on the announce table. Well, we might be seeing the end of New Day here tonight if Orton has his way. Kofi, last man standing at the moment. He's not even standing. Now goes for a second on the announce table. Throws him back in the ring into a cover. One, two. No, Kofi just staying in this one with a two count. Two. Into a pinfall, making Kofi exert more energy. But Kofi managing to kick out. Ah. The thing about Randy Orton, he seems to like inflicting punishment on other people. Absolutely. Well, it buys you into his uh, character placement then, doesn't it? And with Kofi, though, doesn't matter how much punishment he's going to take, he'll still be in this one. Kofi's got the heart of a lion, there's no doubt about that. But Orton's got the sting of a viper. And Orton uncalculated risks, and then he throws him into the corner. Kofi springs out of it with a kick. And that shoulder might have popped there. He's getting Charles Robinson to check. But Orton, it's all about wasting time. No, he was just lulling Kofi into a full sense of security. Kicks him in the midsection and throws him shoulder first into the ring post. What, was he playing possum? Hello, possums! That's what? just the intelligence of Randy Orton as he goes into the corner and just panders to the thousands and thousands of his fans in attendance and the millions and billions at home watching him on TV. There's no doubt Randy Orton at the moment is in complete control of this match. Kofi coming back with a shot to the midsection, a few chops to the chest. Trying to bounce Orton's heads off the sink, steel steps. Orton blocks it and then returns the favour to Kofi. Charles shouting his uh, count to Orton and Orton's like, hang on a minute, son. Hang on. Orton into the cover, but Kofi kicking out. Uh, and Orton has just completely subdued Kofi Kingston here. Were you expecting anything different? Oh, I was expecting Kofi maybe to up a little bit more fight, but Orton's just had an answer for everything. Using his years of experience, but Kofi's got experience and a fight. He's still not out of this yet. And Orton's got to realise that sooner rather than later. Goes ripped to the corner, but Kofi springs out of a clothesline, shocking Randy Orton. And Kofi's got power in his own right. Now Kofi comes running in, Orton puts him on the apron. A big right hand to the ear. Now Kofi's going to spring his way back in. Catches Orton on the head. Kofi's building up a bit of pace now, trying to get himself back into this match. Well, there's no doubt he's going to have the fans behind him. As Orton's struggling to get to his feet. And here comes Kofi. Huge chops to the chest. Orton looking to strike, but Kofi hit him first. 
Takes Orton down again. Looking for the boom drop. Hits his mark. TARDIS. And now Kofi's calling for it. It's going to be the end. Trouble in paradise. R-K-O. R-K-O. And now Kofi's going to end things now. Trouble in paradise. Now Orton catches him and just with a neck breaker into a cover. Two. No, Kofi kicking out. Uh-huh. Of course the match shouldn't be over. You haven't seen the draping DDT yet or the scoop power slam. Oh, yeah, he's still got three moves left to hit, hasn't he? At least he's not put in a sleeper yet. I mean, that is one good thing that we've not seen in this match. Oh, wait a minute. Kofi might be in position here. Oh, looking for the draping DDT, but Kofi had his scout. He sends Orton over the top rope to the outside. Oh, Kofi looking to go flying. Oh. Well, back first over the top rope into Orton. Now, Kofi's certainly feeling this. Well, Kofi's got no problem using himself as a weapon to keep the WWE Championship as he throws Orton back in. And now, Kofi's going up top. Crossbody, Orton rolls through into the cover two. Oh. And he manages to get two. Two. And now, Kofi's going to go for SOS. Orton blocks it. A lovely high. Still got the leaping ability he had 17 years ago. I thought that was a gazelle for a second and not a professional wrestler. Right and cover only gets two. <laughs> two. Right on the button and Kofi's in serious trouble. Now Orton picking Kofi up. Looking to strike. Kofi blocks it. Hits two of his own. Kicks and punches from Kofi. Oh. Kofi. Orton to the eyes. Charles Robinson didn't see a thing. Oh, come on now, ref. How much is Orton lining your pockets? SOS. Two. No. Not enough to keep Orton down. Well, both men down, but it's like missing at the moment. Kofi going to the outside. I don't know if that's a good idea, but high risk, high reward. Kofi up on top. Now Orton crutching him up there, cutting him off before he has a chance to strike. Oh, superplex is well one of his moves, isn't it? Randall does love a superplex as he looks to hit it on Kofi now. Trying to go up, but Kofi's fighting it. Kofi's fighting it with everything he's got. Moving the arm, coming blows to the back of Orton now. Locks him off the top, but Orton fighting back. Orton with vicious right hands and the tape fists and Kofi might not know where he is right now. I'm but sure Orton's going to tell him as Kofi goes through the legs, pulls the leg out, sends Orton head first into the turnbuckle. But hey. Orton with his scoop power slam, vintage Randy Orton. Two, no, just a two count. Two. So why does Randy Orton take so long to do his covers, Dan? What is it? What's his plan? He's giving him a chance. <laughs> I don't know. I know you're a huge Randy Orton, but I don't know why. Like, is he that egotistical? He just loves his own work. Do you know what I mean? He's, like, he's admiring his genius. And Kofi's caught in the apron. We've only got two moves left before this match finishes, boys and girls. Absolutely that. And we're going to see the fourth move of doom from Randy Orton. The suspension DDT. Boom. Hits its mark. And now Orton's going to be pounding the mat. So after the draping DDT, what happens? The three most dangerous letters... In the WWE. A move so deadly, he named it after himself. No. Yep. He's just taking his time. Sorry, my bad. Well, he's not getting up yet. He needs to wait for him to get up before he hits it anyway. That's fine. He does what he wants, doesn't he? I remember a man who discated his shoulder once trying this, punching the mat. It's hilarious. Anyway, he's going to go now. Arco and Kofi. Oh, Kofi catches it. Rolls him One, up. Two. two. Oh. No, Orton with a kick out. Ah. Kofi sidestepping, kick to the face of Orton, who was cut charging in. And Kofi's in a crumpled mess at the moment, trying his best. Boom! RKO out of no... I didn't even see that one coming. Oh, my God, we got a new champ. 
One, two. Oh. Charles Robinson never pays attention to anything in a match, <laughs> yet pays attention to that. Oh, well, no. Foot on the rope. You've got to call that. It would have been over if he hadn't, though, James. All right, Dad, we talked about how dangerous that move is earlier. And Kofi managed to move his leg. And now Orton's wondering what should he do. Looks like Orton's almost certainly going to walk out as champion. And what's Orton going to do now? Like a super RKO? A super duper RKO. He's used all his moves, Dad. He's got nothing left. Well, there's always something in his repertoire, James. A punt to the head. It's always a surefire winner. Well, he's looking down at Kofi now. And this move was banned from WWE. Well, he's going to kick Kofi's head into the bleachers. Oh, no. Straight for a field goal. Well, this will end Kofi's title reign. And his career. If the punt is successful. Laces out. Oh, no. Kofi just dodges it. Trouble in paradise. Orton's down. Kofi to cover. One, two, two three. And Kofi beats your man, Randy Orton. Still WWE champion. Clean as a whistle, and that's the easiest I've seen Orton go down in a long, long time as well. Yeah, that's quite a surprise. Just one, like, he crumpled well. There's no doubt about that. But you got to think uh, that match for me did it look? Did it go too long? I know I've complained all night about matches not going too long, but did that match go too long? Um, I don't know because you know it is what you'd expect from an Orton match. You know, he's not <laughs> he's not Sid slow. But he's, you know, I think it goes... Orton definitely controlled the pace of this match. And it, it was a fun, entertaining match. Um, for me, Orton went down a bit too easily. I think that shows that Kofi Mane is going to keep running wild. And Randy Orton is going to have to move on to um, other things, you know. So, uh, Kingston retains the title. Well, look, Street Profits are backstage enjoying Clash of Champions. All dressed up in their smart glitter gear. What could be better than Street Profits? And they're talking about the King of the Ring finals. Versus Corbin up next then. King Booker. Tez as well, isn't it? Yeah, we had King Tez. Well, the King of the Ring final has been moved to Monday Night Raw, but we have got a bonus point on the line for it. So the winner will have a bonus point. Um, should we talk about it? Who have you gone for as your King of the Ring winner? In the match, yeah. Baron Corbin. Yeah, I've gone Corbin as well. All right, so that doesn't matter. So bonus point, we tried... You know, Gable might get the upset tomorrow night in Raw. We just don't know. Uh, after the Orton Kofi match, we both get another point. So it is 8 7 with two matches to go. And I just realised Roman Reigns hasn't wrestled yet. So all the other titles aren't as important, aren't as important as a Roman Reigns match. No. And it all started with a rogue fork truck. What have you thought of the build up to Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan? It's been like a freaking episode of EastEnders or fucking Hollyoaks or something stupid like that. You know, acting is not 90% of these wrestlers' forte. So, you know, don't. Just don't. Well, we had the two Eric Rowan lookalikes, and then we had. We thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan, but then he got Chokeslam through the announce table. And uh, Eric Rowan has kind of gone on a path of destruction. So, who done it then? I, I guess it was Eric Rowan. I mean, he's got his match. He hit a camera into Roman Reigns on SmackDown as well. I mean, it's a prominent position. Uh, but, you know, should it be this high up on a card? I, I just don't know. Roman is still a star. There's no doubt about that. But has Roman Reigns lost a bit of um, of his main event talent? Or is he still the guy he always was? 
Um, I, I don't think he has. You know, and I, I think it is good that he's being kept on the back burner. You know, he's not completely out of the picture, but he's not holding any titles. He's not in any title match, which is good for the Roman Reigns character, who you know everyone thought he's getting pushed to the hilt, which you know it is. It is a relief for me. Um, but this story, it needs to end. Yeah. It's getting boring. Well, like I said, it was going to be the big thing, but we didn't even have a payoff on the slam, and it's, it's led here as well, Roman Reigns. Prediction-wise, I don't think it's any surprise. I've gone Roman Reigns. I too have gone for Roman Reigns. Reigns just seems the obvious choice in this. I mean, he's been beaten down by Roman these past few weeks, so he's going to uh, get his revenge here tonight. So with just one match left... Have you got Strowman as your universal champion? I suppose we'll find out a little bit later. But right now, Roman Reigns is ready for it, Rowan. <laughs> we're not live, James. Yeah, we're not. Oh, well, fuck. Rowan making his ringside, and uh, Roman Reigns cutting him off before he can even get into the ring. Yeah, Reigns meaning business, and Rowan has beaten up Reigns recently. Not many people have superiority over the big dog. So we're saying it's not a step down for Roman Reigns. Is it a step up for uh, Eric Rowan? It's huge for Eric Rowan to be involved in, what, the co-main event? As always, he takes out Reigns. Rowan's always been a kind of tag team wrestler out of a kind of even all the while family. Maybe put him last. And now he finds himself in this situation. Situation. It's got to be great for Eric Rowan. Now he's on the attack of Reigns. And these two men, this will be a slugfest, a slobber knocker. And Eric Rowan now Irish whipping Roman Reigns into Barry Cade. And a huge shot, and Rowan doesn't care. Has this match even started yet? Uh, <laughs> well, as anything goes, it's no disqualification. Throws him chest first onto the announce table. It's a huge throw into Barry Cade as well. Well, the rules of this match are there are no rules. And if Rowan looks like said, we get a statement win. If Rowan come out of here victorious by beating Roman Reigns, then, you know, the, the sky's the limit for the, this man as he's beating up Reigns at the moment. Just huge right hands. Reigns started strongs, but have been stopped ever since. So when Daniel Bryan has a match, Eric Rowan's by his side, but Eric Rowan's having a match. It's Daniel Bryan. I mean, this friendship only works one way. Well, <laughs> Rowan did choke Sam Bryan for the announce table, so maybe there's some problems that left to be resolved there. Where Bryan, I thought, was um, still in cahoots with Rowan. Now I'm not so sure. As Rowan hits the stairs hard, Reigns managing to move. He's got the uh, sing- uh, kendo stick. But there's no match for the steel stairs of Eric Rowan, who just slams it into Roman's face, sends him crashing over Barry Cade. And now he's got a kendo stick all for himself, and he's going to use it just the once and then throw it away. <laughs> Disposable kendo. And these fans have certainly had a treat. It's another match that's going into the stands. Well, they've definitely got that here tonight. There's no doubt about that. There's Rowan now just clubbing away. And Rowan now picking up. A bin that must weigh at least 50 pounds. At least 75 pounds are just slamming it onto Reigns. And that's if it was empty. Which by the size of the people in them two rows, it won't be. It's full of mustard. <laughs> Rowan now just beating up Reigns. And Reigns trying to respond, but for every shot, all Rowan needs to do is one. And it knocks the big dog down. So, Eric Rowan, could he become a legitimate contender? I've never really seen it with him. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, like I said, tag team might be a little bit better. Uh, as a single star, he's he's definitely got a look, but apart from personality and moveset, it's not really much else. I mean, am I being too harsh? No, you're not. Um, I, I, I preferred the Wyatt family tag team of Eric Rowan to the Bludgeon Brothers. I thought the Bludgeon Brothers was a bit meh. Yeah. 
What about his team with Daniel Bryan? Um, again, that was a bit flat. I, I think, you know, having Daniel Bryan certainly uh, raised it up a notch or five. So, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> so that's better than that one. So it's good to know. And now Rangers pull Rowan to ringside. And he hits a drive-by on the apron. And now he's got his attention to the announce table. Looking to move the furniture around a little bit. And he's getting ready. But here comes Rowan. And my God, how fast did the man go there? Absolutely ripping into Roman Reigns. Now both men finally in the ring. Well, do you think the, the fiend is watching it from his... Uh... From his Wyatt compound, uh, you know, what his uh, former protege is doing now. Well, I think The Fiend is a lot closer than anybody thinks oh, here tonight. Do you know something the rest of us don't? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Have you, got, have you been talking to your man in the back? <laughs> I've been talking to my, uh, my hand puppets and they tell me certain things. They tell me at the moment Eric Rowan is dominating Roman Reigns. Did he just shout, I love ferrets? I don't know. Oh, right, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> slamming down Reigns. He just picks him up easily and tosses him like a like a sack of potatoes. A huge splash off the ropes. We could have maybe gone for the cover, but chose not to. And Reigns might be suffering from internal bleeding. Oh, the dreaded IB. He's definitely struggling at the moment as Rowan going to that second rope. Rowan is throwing him about. And Reigns is in serious trouble. That is a beard and three quarters, that, isn't it? That is a lovely beard by Rowan and a nice back elbow as well. Now he goes for the cover, but Reigns managing to kick out. Uh. I mean, that must take a lot of product for Eric Rowan to keep that beard the way he does. Uh, to keep it in check. I mean, he says he doesn't do any work, but you know he spends at least an hour a day on it. At least an hour and 45 minutes. He's just running kick to the ribs. This is definitely a different Eric Rowan to the one we've seen in the past. He's just screaming at Reigns to stay down. And do you think he's in all his rights to be screaming at Reigns? I mean, you know, he's uh, he's kept the big dog subdued thus far in the match. This is the weird thing. I don't know where this Eric Rowan has come from. You know, we know him as a kind of monster. But never like this. Maybe it makes you think someone like Lars Sullivan or someone like that was scheduled for this. But they changed it up to Eric Rowan. He's got, he's got you know, if you're given it, you've got to run with it. And at the moment, he's not doing too bad. As he takes Reigns out again with side slam, but only gets a two. Two. But does Eric Rowan know what to do against, like, you know, a, a legitimate main event competitor like Roman Reigns? Well, I think you're right. I think Rowan shot himself in the foot by fucking up the relationship with Daniel Bryan. He's not got that in his corner now that could give him all of the advice to actually beat someone like Roman Reigns as opposed to going at your own. We've always seen with Rowan, he needed someone in his ear to kind of tell him what to do. And, and at the moment, yes, he's a monster, but he's, he's uncontrollable, you know. We don't know what his end game is apart from ending Roman Reigns. Well, that may be his end game, you know, just taking out the biggest dog in the WWE. And it certainly would make a statement if he was able to do that. No doubt. No doubt. And it's true. When you think about how many people challenged Yuntaker over the years just for him being there. And this is exactly the same with Roman Reigns. As Rowan now is exposing the apron on the LED screen there. And now he's going to slam Reigns face first. And a huge big boot just taking, turning the lights off of Roman Reigns. And he throws him back in the ring into the cover. No, just a two count. Two. And Rob might be getting just a little bit frustrated. So for the last few minutes, it has been all Eric Rowan. But we know the fight of Roman Reigns. He's been in there before. And look at him now fighting back. Right hands trying to get back into it. 
Oh, so Eric Rowan's slightly larger. And every time Reigns tries to get back in, Rowan takes him down. But now you've got to think about the frustration of Eric Rowan, like I said, being in there by his own, on his own. And Reigns, yeah, well, he's more well known for being in the group, but he's definitely flying solo. So is this Eric Rowan's most high-profile match? I know he's been in like tag team matches for the title and won them, but you know, for Eric Rowan on his own, I think without doubt. I think if he does well tonight, he'll get more opportunities. If he doesn't, well, he could go the way of Big Cass, you know. So, Rowan here goes for the clothesline. Reigns dodging it. Reigns is starting to fire his way back into it. But Rowan grabbing the leg, dragging Reigns back to the outside and just throws him into the ring post. And it's just a frustration now of Rowan as he's been dominating. And now he's got the stairs from the outside. Throws him over, throws him over the top. But he's a completely unchained Rowan. A dangerous Rowan. Well, I think it's what we're seeing now. There is no leash on him. As he's got the stairs, he's got one target, which is Roman Reigns' head. A Rowan on his own. <laughs> Here he comes. My God, Reigns managing to deadlift up Eric Rowan. Samoan drop, but might have done more damage to himself. Rowan did manage to kick out. Ah. And Rowan up, who hit the offensive move. Comes charging in towards Roman in the corner, but Roman sidesteps. Now he's got the steel ring stairs in his hands. Straight into the head of Rowan. Follows it up with a Superman punch. This could be it. One, two, no. Rowan managing to kick out. Oh. And Reigns had a look of disbelief then. As Rowan, I don't know if he plans to or not, is going to the... And he's on his feet first. He may have stumbled back down to his knees, but he seems the more into this match, even after being hit with a steel stairs and a Superman punch. Well, Reigns knows he's got to dig deep if he wants to beat Eric Rowan. Reigns now is the other side of the ring to Eric Rowan. Here he comes, building up a head of steam. But gets caught by Rowan. And he just pulls him up for a powerbomb. Slams him straight through the announce table. And Reigns maybe the out incredible power. Immediately throws him back into the ring, straight into a cover. One, two, oh. no. Reigns somehow gets shot up at two. Two. And even after all that, Rowan's got to think to himself, maybe I should have hooked the leg, but a monster like that, I'm not going to give him technical advice. <laughs> I wouldn't give him anything. But to beat Roman Reigns, you're going to have to do everything at the very best and catching a man in midair there. And just the power of pulling him up onto his shoulders. Roman's not a fucking small guy. <laughs> and he just crashes through the announce table. But credit where it's due to uh, Rowan. He you know, immediately picks him up, throws him into the ring and goes for a cover. Doesn't dilly-dally about. This is a different Rowan to what we've seen. He throws him into the top <coughs> as he throws him into the timekeeper's area, looking to arrange a bit more furniture. Oh, the dreaded ring bell! We've seen many a man fall to this, and he just cracks it on the top of the back of Roman, going back out into the fans. Roman certainly had his bell rung. Now Ray's just trying to catch his breath. Probably doesn't even know where he is, and Roman just hunting him down. Ray's using all the technical equipment, bouncing off the head of Roman, sends him head first into all the. Uh, the boxes that are set up there. Well, hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of uh, audio sound equipment there. Both men just fighting past it. And now Rowan uh, got the claw and slams Reigns through a table. And Rowan has demolished Roman Reigns. I think the only man I've seen deliver more punishment, maybe two men, to Roman Reigns, Strowman and Lesnar. Apart from that, Rowan is right up there. He's, got f he's in a fireman carry now. Carrying him up to the entranceway. Well, the big camera booms there, and that's what Rowan used on SmackDown. 
Might come up with another idea what to use on the stage. And then again, he's got hold of the camera. It's deja vu. Oh, but Reigns grabs a metal pole straight into the ribs of Rowan. And now Reigns has got the camera boom straight into the shoulder of Eric Rowan. And now Rowan Reigns has got a serious look at his back for everything that's happened to him these past couple of months. And again into the face of Eric Rowan. And now Reigns smirking. No, James hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face. Because he knows what it can finally take to down the big monster, Eric Rowan. Superman punch. Rowan goes down the entranceway. And Reigns now cocking for another Superman punch. He's roaring. Spear time. What? Oh, big boot. Who's... Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Luke Harper. It's Luke Harper. He's back and he's just booted Reigns in the face. Well, former bludgeon brother and Wyatt family member. Last time I've seen Harper's Wells collide just before WrestleMania. As he throws Rowan into Reigns. Discus clothesline. Well, what's worse than one of them? Another monster come along. And Reigns is in all sorts of trouble now. Rowan's got the claw on. Plants Reigns. One, two, three. Fucking hell. Eric Rowan beats Roman Reigns. With a little help from his friend. A shock. I can't believe it. Luke Harper was out the door. How did he get back and team up with Eric Rowan? I'm nearly speechless. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Um, I thought it was good. It certainly put Eric Rowan over as a fucking complete legitimate monster. And having the return of Luke Harper just puts the icing on top of the cake. I mean, you know, you want something surprising from a match. And that certainly is a fucking surprise. I mean, without a doubt. Harper returning here is shocking. Eric Rowan getting the victory should be the bigger shock, but it's Harper. I mean, they built up a tag team sacrificing Reigns, and, and if that's the case, you talk about that happening. I, I never thought this would happen. Crazy stuff, but when you want to say, you know, anything can happen at W pay per view, and we're finally getting it there. The Bludgeon Brothers are back, and that is shocking. And was it Luke Harper all along, Dan? Well, I think that'll be uh, that'll be left. For Raw or SmackDown. Tonight. But anyway, we've only got one match left. Points-wise, it is 8-7 after that one. Neither of us got a point. Uh, but in our 11th match, this is for all the marbles. Seth Rollins getting interviewed, saying he's ready for tonight. And he's going to retain the Universal Championship. We're just about to find out. Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, and it's next. So this has been a bit of a bit weird build-up then, I suppose, when you think about what's happened between uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman becoming tag team champions. Braun Strowman was announced as number one contender beforehand. Is, does Braun Strowman deserve a universal title match now? I think he does. You know, he's. Uh, we mentioned earlier during a tag team match that he should have already been a champion in some capacity. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's no absolute reason why he shouldn't. Yeah, I'm still not sure. I mean, as number one contender, Strowman is impressive. But like I said, I think they've dropped the ball with him too much. So, prediction-wise, Dan, I know I've even drawn it if we've gone the same, but who, if you go someone different, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Seth Rollins. Oh, you can see, Dan, I'm smirking, aren't I? No, James, you haven't got a cigarette in the gob. You've got a smile on your face, you smug bastard. <laughs> yeah, because I have won the pay-per-view, so it's uh, no matter what happens here, it's 9-4 overall. But will Seth Rollins leave here as... Universal Champion. That is a question we're going to ask ourselves now. I think he's definitely the strong favourite. Dan, why have you gone Rollins for? 
Um, again, you know, much like the Kofi Kingston saga, he needs to put himself over, and instead of, uh, you know, a legitimate WWE performer, he's going to put himself over against the monster. You know, he's beaten Roman Reigns, so the uh, the beast monster slayer, you know, should be able to stand tall against Braun Strowman. We'll see what happens here. Strowman and Rollins wrestled probably about three hours ago now, so they should be relatively fresh. Depends who you think took more punishment in that match, but Strowman looks ready here. That's what we've done by 10. Braun Blowman. So I'll pose this question many a time. The Universal Championship, is it a Universal Heavyweight Championship or is it just its own title? I'm going to do something crazy and flip it round and you want you to answer that question. Well, I think, you know, with the people that have held it, it is definitely um, a heavyweight title. You know, it's... I don't think it quite has the legitimacy of uh, the WWE Championship, but it hasn't got the lineage of it. Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, after a few years, then maybe, you know, one might argue it, it is a legitimate championship. Well, Braun thinks it's a legitimate championship because he's gone right on the attack on Seth Rollins, clubbing blows into the corner a couple of times, going for the running power slam, but Rollins managing to dodge it. Yeah, goes for his kick. Strowman catches one. Seth flips out of it. A couple of super kicks. Could he be looking for the stomp early on? Well, now, Seth, both men think they can take advantage early on. Seth got off the top. Frog splash. No. Fucking Referee hell. barely gets a one. One. And Strowman just pushing Seth Rollins off, nearly out of the ring. Well, Seth Rollins, shot look on his face. And now he might be looking for the curb stump. No, he gets caught by Strowman. Is he trying to go for the same strategy he used against uh, the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar? Well, He's trying to get this one over and done with as quickly as possible. I think that's the best Rollins that we've seen, trying to get the job done like that. And like I said, he, with Rollins, it's good that he can wrestle match if he wants to or try and get it done early. I think for Strowman, it's going to help him get the match done as soon as possible as well. Because I think the longer it goes on, I think it does favour Rollins, even with the punishment that Rollins can take. Because like you said, we've seen it before with Lesnar. With Strowman, he's come up short. So again, much like Orton versus Kofi earlier, the challenger definitely has to kind of beat the, the champion this just to kind of prove a point that Strowman can hang at Rollins' level, much like Kofi had to hang at Orton's. I think you agree with that. And now it's Strowman with a huge headbutt, just sending Seth Rollins down. And there's no doubt Braun Strowman's gone hot and cold. And I think the important thing as well to look around WrestleMania time, see where Braun Strowman is on the card. I think the past couple of years, you know, especially with the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal and, of course, the teaming up with Nicholas, he's kind of not been treated right. But this is a little bit better. And maybe under Paul Heyman's guy on Monday Night Raw, Strowman can actually become a star. And he might shock the world here tonight. We've seen just shocking Luke Harper returning earlier. And, of course, title's changing hands and we might be shocked again with Strowman. So we've seen um, three members of the uh, Wyatt family back-to-back. And uh, looking at your predictions, you've got Fiend in brackets, James. I have. I think the Fiend will show up after Rollins wins and attack him, setting up their match at Hennessel. But like I said, Strowman could shock the world if he walks out here as Universal Champion. He just did his classic running into the ring post, as he always does. So if uh, Braun Strowman does kind of shock us and come out on top, will the Fiend attack him? Well, this is the question. And Strowman catching Seth Rollins there off the top with a clubbing blow. There's no doubt Strowman's got the power, but it's just taken it up to that next level. Well, the thing with uh, Braun Strowman is he seems more successful in a match when it's not a title match. And now Strowman running around the ring. And just runs through Rollins, sends him ragdoll into the floor. 
So Steph, still the man with the shoulders, uh, with a company on his shoulders. I think at the moment it's kind of split now. I don't think there's no longer is a kind of guy. But I think if you look at the number one this past year, it might be Rollins because he has beaten Lesnar clean. Absolutely, yeah. And Seth rolling into the ring and then rolling straight out the other side. That sets Strowman up for another running shoulder block takedown. And this time he sends Seth upside down into barricade. Now this isn't the start that Seth kind of had anticipated coming out the blocks quickly. We talk about motivation and the motivated Strowman. It's something that you don't want. And again, Seth rolling to the outside. Is it wise for him? I mean, he seems to be doing it on purpose, but the past two times he's been on the outside, he's been run through by Strowman, who seems to be building up a head of steam. But Seth with a drop toe hold sends Braun over the announce table. Well, he was uh, playing with James. Hello, possum. <laughs> oh, my God. And Strowman there just taking out the announce table. Lucky these German announcers had moved. Nine. <laughs> you just see a little hand underneath. No hands. <laughs> <laughs> and Seth now would take out a victory if up to six. Referee up to eight, but Rollins is not having that. Suicide dive sends Strowman strown over the announce table. Seth's urging him to get back up again. Diving through for the second time. This time the table gives way. Just under the weight of Strowman. Well, that's two announce tables down. And Strowman might have busted his nose well. And Seth will not give up, though. Here he comes, but Strowman catches him. Looking for a running power slam, but Seth with a backslide sends him knee first into the steel steps. Super kick sends in that Spanish announcer scattering. Oh, Strowman on the announce table. Rollins looking to go up. Well, Seth, he's going to go flying. He needs to pull the big guns out the bag. But Strowman up and just throws Seth off the top turnbuckle, but that doesn't stop Seth's momentum. Who attacks Strowman, who's climbing up onto the second rope. And again, third time up for Seth. Oh looking my for God. a superplex. He can't hit this, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but Strowman's hanging on for dear life. And Strowman does not look comfortable on top there. Well, he's thrown Seth off again. And Strowman is busted open. Is that internal bleeding or a broken nose? Well, it looks like a broken nose. It'd be difficult breathing as well, but he's up top. And Strowman doesn't go on top normally. Fucking hell. Whoop. He's got it. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Braun hurt his own knee, but I think he hurt Seth even more. Rolls into the cover. Two. No. Seth managing to kick out. Uh, well, if that can't beat you, if a 300 pounder off the top, squashing you like a pancake. God. <laughs> Bearing down at you. Oh, he did land straight on his knee. You'd think if he did the bad landing, if he landed properly straight on Rollins, he might be universal champion now. Well, there'd be a Seth-shaped imprint in the canvas. (laughs) And now Strowman having to use the ropes to get to his feet. I think Seth's got a couple of broken ribs. And now maybe running power slam. But Seth managing with a backslide straight into a sleeper hold. Drops Strowman to one knee. Now Strowman down to two knees. And Strowman's passing out. Referee checking. No, just when it looked like he's out. Grabs the arm of Seth, who responds with a stomp. One. Jesus. Oh, Strowman my Strowman kicked out at one. One. Out of a curb stomp. One of the most protected finishers. And now he's going to try again. Second stomp. Sending his broken nose into the canvas. But again, Strowman kicking out. Uh-huh. So hang on a minute. So the first one got one. And the second one got two. The third one should get three. Oh, he should get the job done. And Rollins is shocked. Strowman looks like a monster. 
But it might be out now. Third time. Could this be the lucky one for Seth, who takes his time getting into the cover? One, two, showman. Three stomps. Couldn't get the job done. Will it take a super stomp? Well, maybe Rollins can't beat Strowman. Well, Strowman might not know where he is, but he's still in this Universal title match. And now Rollins is going to go for the full stomp. We've never seen anything like it. Here he comes. No, Strowman plucks him out of the air. But the bad knee stops his progress. Is he looking for the pedigree? Hits it. <laughs> and we haven't seen Rollins bust out that move in a while. Then the stomp. This has got to be it, surely. One, two, three. Well, don't call me Shirley Dan, but Seth Rollins is still your Universal Champion in an absolute car crash of a match, but a really enjoyable car crash, you know? Uh, I think that's a great main event. Maybe could have had a little bit more time, but I think the moves that we got were cool. Is four curb stomps a little bit of overkill, though? Or does that sell the Didn't it take three to put... Brock Lesnar down. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it means Strowman is one curb stomp stronger than Lesnar. I think you might be right, but Strowman again comes up short in title matches, which is a huge shame for Braun Strowman. But the future looks bright for Seth Rollins. He might have lost his tag team titles, but he's still universal champion. It means after that as well, final points tally, it ends 9-8 to me. At Clash of Champions in a great night. And as Seth Rollins is celebrating being Universal Champion, we're just going to run through the rest of the card. <coughs> All right, so let's go back to the very start, Dan. Gulak versus Carrillo versus Dorado for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, well, again, you know, I wasn't too struck on the ending, but it was a very entertaining and it was a non stop action. Uh, I thought it was a great way to start the show. Um, what was your score at five? Three and a quarter. I go at three and three quarters. I thought it was a really pleasant surprise. AJ versus Cedric. It was too fast. Two guys that can really go just wasn't given enough time, especially in Cedric's hometown. With his mum fucking watching. Uh, three out of five for me, basically. Um, yeah, well, I, I just said basically a squash match. Very quick. It was all AJ Styles, and he did look strong throughout the match. Three and a quarter. And then we had Rollins versus uh, Ziggler and Rude. It was a, it was a quite a fast-paced match, and... You could have called the accidental engine ending right from the start. You know, you knew uh, two guys who was going to be in a championship match at the end of the night would have kind of come together in some capacity. Um, but still, you know, Zigood, what are they going to do from here? Three and a quarter match. Uh, I gave it three and a half just because Bobby Roode is now relevant again. Charlotte versus Bailey again, weird finish from the turnbuckle. Two fast, like four minutes for a Bailey versus Charlotte match. What was everybody thinking? Uh, I gave that three out of five. Yeah, very, very quick match. Uh, a quick start as well. Bailey with a pin and run. That was quite entertaining. Uh, three out of five for me too. Yeah. And then Revival versus New Day. This is the Revival we loved and needed. It was a very good match and the Revival actually looked like fucking killers, which I, I have no complaints about yeah. it. Four and a half. It wasn't my favourite Match of the night, but it was my favourite story told of the night, if that makes sense. And I gave that uh, a four out of five. Then we have Bliss versus Cross versus Fire and Desire. Again, a basic tag team matchup, but Cross looks good. And a bit more work for her and Bliss. I think there's a lot of potential there for a team. Absolutely, yeah. Um, 
It was in a enjoyable match, and Nikki was great, and she shone throughout the match, three and a quarter. Yeah, I got three and a half. Nakamura versus Miz. Um, Thoughts? Sammy Mora worked well. Um, it was something that was needed by Nakamura with a, a, a very good, solid match, and uh, hopefully this is kind of like the revival of Shinsuke. Yeah, and I mean, it didn't hurt the Miz too much, because like I said, you'll definitely get his rematch. Uh, for them, for me, match... Oh, what scores for that? Uh, three and a half. Uh, three and a half. The match that made me set up to take notice, Banks versus Becky. Uh, fans really into it, which is always a great thing. Uh, <clears throat> finish is not great with a disqualification, but the brawl around was something really, really special. And I think I'm, I'm wanting to see, out of all the matches, I want to see that match again. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was, a, it was a great match between the two. Leaves it open for more. And again, I want it. I want more. Yeah. Four and a half. I gave that a four and a quarter out of five. And just tell my voice is going as well, how much I fucking spoke tonight. Uh, I'll let you speak on this one. Orton versus Kofi. Well, it pushes uh, Kofi up to the to the next level and it gives him a legitimate reason for being the WWE champ. Um, Randy Orton did control the match for the majority of it, which is what you'd expect from a Randy Orton match. Um, you know, this victory, it doesn't hamper Randy and it helps elevate Kofi. So, you know, it is a win-win kind of match for the both of them. I gave that a three and a quarter. I gave that three and a half. Reigns versus Rowan. Basic big man brawl. Same Roman Reigns things we see. I mean, you can insert Drew McIntyre into that Rowan uh, uh, match. You would say Rowan's probably a bit more competitive. And then the finisher with Luke Harper coming in. That was a nice surprise. Didn't see that happening. Rowan get the victory is nice. And let's see how they can kind of blow it afterwards. But I thought that was quite well done. Yeah, it was, um, as you say, it was a two big man story kind of showing match. Um, and you know the main thing from that Harper being back which is absolutely fucking spot on yeah I gave that three and three three, three and three quarters I gave that a four. four and then the main event Rollins versus Braun both men really really bought it it's actually my match of the night just because it was again fun maybe you know a bit too short in some regards but when it's two guys giving it the best that's kind of what you want to see in it you know as main eventers absolutely yeah it's uh it was a very good match Strowman looks like the monster that we wanted him to look like and Seth he now looks unstoppable I mean what is next for Rollins yeah without a doubt this is the question here what was your score for that four and a quarter so what was your match of the night? My match of the night, I'm going to have to give it to Banks versus... So Banks Lynch for you. Mine is Rollins versus Braun. Uh, and like I said, the tonight is all about Seth Rollins. who's looking at his Universal Championship. Uh, the night will be good for Seth. I think as an overall score for paper, you think... Oh my God, I was right! <laughs> well, you might have been right, but you get no points for I it. I don't care! Look at the reaction. He's here. The Fiend is here. And he's got Seth. Sister Abigail. On the stage. What's next for Seth Rollins? Well, well I think <laughs> that's been answered now. The Fiend is here. Oh, my God. Look at the way he's holding Seth as well. Like, he's just killed him. Well, her or heel. And it looks like Rollins will be coming to hell. Manable Claw. And he attacked still on. Well, my God, what a way to win a pay for you. My score's just improving from that as well. The Fiend is here. Absolutely brilliant. Well, that's just up my score. Because if you look at the card for tonight and you think there wasn't maybe a standout match that usually would improve my rating from it, but everything was pretty solid. And even with the time, what, three and a half hours with kickoffs, well, so four hours, I think it's still... 
bit too long, but well worth it. I think there's a couple of matches you could have cut from that. Uh, but still, good show. And what a way to end a pay-per-view. Eight and three quarters out of ten. Well, mine was... I was just writing down eight and a quarter. But that Fiend's ending, that just bumped it up to eight and a half. Very enjoyable pay-per-view. There wasn't a letdown match on there, but there wasn't a shining light match. It was, you know, a constant level throughout. So that is it. Our next episode is WWE versus WCW, where we it's all about the attitude. But until then, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WNetworkReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rogers. Of course, all the Google platforms. Send us an email at WNRPodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram, the WNRPodcast. from on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. So you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got the latest clips on their podcast at the same time on YouTube. There are places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We've got live shows on Spreaker Radio, on Stitch Radio, and of course iTunes. We can down and subscribe, rate and review there. What about the website, James? Is it any closer to completion? The WNRPodcast.com? It should be coming in the new year. But that is it for now. Like I said, next episode, WWE versus WCW. I have been James Rollins, and as always, I was joined by... Damn right. And if there's one thing we've learned, is just let him in. Bye. Bye.